It was a 6-3 decision. The conservative justices all banding together to strike down this huge plan of Joe Biden's presidency. I was satisfied at the end of the day that it was six. So how did America's most high-profile criminal, who had dirt on the most powerful people in the world, die in a Manhattan jail cell? World-renowned forensic pathologist Michael Bobby said Epstein was murdered. But the Justice Department says it was a suicide, muddied up by a series of unfortunate coincidences. news with resistance chicks where your hosts leah and michelle happy fourth of july day weekend to you guys are kicking it off friday night with the resistance chicks now what are we going to do to kick it off we're going to be talking about jim caviezel wanting to end wokeness your buddy and my buddy tom renz we've got a clip from him leah what's tom going to talk about he's going to talk about mosquitoes possibly being vectors of the vaccine that is literally terrifying to me okay so leah explain to me uh Epstein's death, four years to investigate? Yeah, and you know what? His, who his last phone call was to? Who? His dead mama. She was dead, but supposedly- He was like, mama, mom. I'm coming soon, coming home. Yeah, so we got a report there from Jesse Waters of the uh, what they didn't find. All right, so you know what also I find terrifying? The LGBTQ community, the pride people coming out saying, we, officially, we are coming for your children. They're at least <laughs> acknowledging now I spent 35 minutes trying to edit a clip where they're saying we're coming for your children. And it was too nasty. And it's too nasty. I couldn't couldn't fit it in, but we'll tell you about it when we get back. Right after these messages, don't go anywhere. We'll be back with this week's headline news. Okay. Now, sometimes when, you know why I like to come on the Brideon show? Because the producers are the best and they give us feedback in the middle of the show. Right? So we were talking about what we're going to talk about in a little bit. And literally, tell them, tell them what we're the the LGBT parades. This listen here, ain't nobody gonna be riding a bicycle, especially if you're a dude and a girl. Doesn't matter with no underwear on, Uh, uh, no bicycle shorts first of all, but then no underwear is just beyond. We took a three thousand mile bicycle trip across the country. There are special shorts you buy. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because you chafe. Yeah. And you need the padding. You need the padding. So the Bright Down producers were talking about this and said sometimes some of this stuff just doesn't seem real. So if you guys don't know this, last week was like Gay Pride uh, Parade Week across the nation and I guess in Toronto. And I didn't know this. But in Seattle, you're you're allowed to be naked as long as you're not exposing yourself in a sexual way. What do you think these Pride Parade bicycle things are? So a bunch of men rode bicycles in the pride parade with their complete wee-wees out. Now, here's the thing. Twitter people, please don't show those videos because 
I without try, having I pride somebody myself put the... on not looking at naked bodies. I don't want to see I'm proud of naked it. bodies, and I certainly don't want to see a bunch of gay men's wee wees. Okay, I don't want that image. Can in I my just say head. something? I know we're not even going to get to that clip. I mean, we could play it early. I don't know if the Brighton producers. No, will we'll be get okay to that in a minute. But when we get to that in the second half of the show, right? The second half of the Brighton program. My thing is this. Leah doesn't like it when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's nothing wrong. Look at her. There's nothing wrong with me. I am a full-grown adult female, but I don't like naked bodies. Oh, I don't cool. enjoy them. I don't even like my own naked body. I'm not one of those people that go, the naked body is so beautiful. God created the naked body, and I think it's the most wonderful, beautiful. No, it's not. It's not. It is not. It no, is not. You know, your spouse's body is allowed to be beautiful naked. You know what I'm saying? But anybody else's body is not beautiful naked. It is not. It's not. Everybody, it, they're, it's pretty darn ugly. Don't like it. I don't. I don't I, like I don't like it. I don't. Butts are bad. They're mm -hmm. ugly. Now I said I don't it. mind it. I've, I done said this is dirtiest you're gonna get out of me on Brighton. I Tion. don't like the naked bodies. Don't like them. They're ugly. I literally do not enjoy well, naked bodies. Well, here's the thing: people look better with clothes on. They seriously do. I look so. Let me. You don't need to use your imagination. Just let me tell you. I look infinitely better with clothes on. Okay, so, I know because when I am naked, I'm like, get some clothes on, girl. I can't. You don't look in the mirror. <laughs> now then. How? So here's the thing with these gay pride parades and all these expeditions, all these naked lesbians and naked gay men, it's it it literally y'all know the lesbians look better with clothes on. <laughs> it's literally bleach my eyes, my eyes hurt like seeing this nastiness. Okay. But so why do they do it? They do it because they're actually coming for your children. And they are now saying it. Because they want they want to desensitize not just adults, mm -hmm. but to children to overt sexual perversion. That's exactly right. All right. So speaking of overt sexual perversion, uh, the pervert in chief, Jeffrey Epstein, mm. who did not kill himself. His death was investigated for four years. Can you count it was four years ago? No, actually. Four years ago? Wow. That he didn't kill himself? Right. <laughs> that somebody killed him? No, yeah, amazing. So I want to play for you this Jesse, Water cli Jesse Waters clip. But it's not what they did find. It's what they purposefully did not find. Let's roll this clip. It took four years for the federal government to investigate Jeffrey Epstein's death. The inspector general interviewed dozens of people and read through thousands of documents. And we've been looking forward to this report. Last year, Bill Barr told Primetime he believed Epstein killed himself. I was very frustrated when I when I got the news. I was very pissed off. And I also sent the IG down to invest up to investigate. And uh, I was satisfied at the end of the day that it was suicide. So how did America's most high profile criminal who had dirt on the most powerful people in the world die in a Manhattan jail cell? World renowned forensic pathologist Michael Bodden said Epstein was murdered. But the Justice Department says it was a suicide muddied up by a series of unfortunate coincidences. Ready? The day before Epstein died, guards found out the camera outside Epstein's cell was broken. They were supposed to fix it, but they never did. According to the report, the cameras didn't record any video. And the next coincidence, also the day before Epstein died, his cellmate was moved to a different cell. Epstein wasn't supposed to be alone in his cell. A prison psychologist told the guards it wasn't safe to leave him alone. 
but the cellmate was moved anyway. There weren't supposed to be any bed sheets in Epstein's cell, but there were a lot, and the guard responsible for checking for contraband never did. Guards were also supposed to check in on Epstein's cell every half hour, but the night he died, they left him alone for eight straight hours. And the night before Epstein died, he told the prison he wanted to make a phone call. So they let him go into the shower with an unmonitored phone line to call his mom. But here's the thing. Epstein's mom died in 2004. Well, who did he call? We don't know. The FBI didn't interview this mystery person, but they talked to their lawyer. And the lawyer said Epstein and this person talked about personal things like books, music, and hygiene. Epstein was facing life in prison, and he made a call to talk about dental floss. That's the Justice Department story. They found Epstein dead the next morning. His body was hanging an inch off the ground. They cut him down and moved his body. But you don't move a body at a crime scene. They performed CPR on an ice-cold corpse. He was pronounced dead an hour later at the hospital. The feds say there's no foul play there. Over a dozen prison workers made a series of mistakes. That's it. You still think somebody killed him? That's a conspiracy theory. The Justice Department said it's a suicide, and now the media can say it's a suicide, and you can forget about Epstein, his friends, and all of his secrets. They died with him that day. That kind of reminds me of the D.C. madam who also hung herself mysteriously. A lot of coincidences. Now, we don't know exactly what happened in the cell that night, and it's hard to know who to believe, but, you know, because the same government that said Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself is the same government that said Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay, so here's the deal. I know where he was going with that. It's the same government that's lying to us about all of these conspiracies that are legitimate, that they are pulling off, killing presidents, killing criminals. Here's the deal, though, with Jeffrey Epstein. Can I just do a little tiny rant real quick? on Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, they're lying to us. Yes, it took four years. Yes, there should be more uncovering of the Epstein files and the people and all this, that, and the other. But guys, could could you just, I said this to Leah the other day. When it comes to Jeffrey Epstein, many truthers, if they if he were alive today to prove that he didn't kill himself, they would take him in open arms the way that they are embracing Andrew Tate if if Jeffrey Epstein was giving all the same clicks like Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is as equally monstrous as Jeffrey Epstein and we have put Jeffrey Epstein up on a pedestal because Epstein didn't kill himself and I think that you need we need to start taking stock of just because Epstein didn't kill himself doesn't make him a good guy. And that's all I want to say. It's a complete aside from where you were going with that, but it's we don't talk about him very often, and I just have wanted to say that for a while. No, I, I agree with you. And I think it's not that he's a good guy. It's that uh, it's that he died taking down all of the names with him. Yeah. They killed him because he had too many names. But he's the kingpin. He's the evil dude. And so just because he didn't kill himself doesn't make him innocent. 
Exactly. If he came out and started to be red pill on certain things, then even mega pill people would follow. They him. would totally. They just totally listen. He's different. He's turned around. He's got some good sound bites. Let's play yeah. Him. That's the Andrew Tate uh, little rant that I you're going to say go that on. on. I can say that on Brighton. You can say that on Brighton. All right. So um, <clears throat> this week, what are you? Where are you guys going to be on July third, fourth, or fifth? You are going to be with Resistance Chicks right here in Ohio, well, if you can get here, or. You're going to be going to see The Sound of Freedom with your Jim Caviezel and Jim your Caviezel. friends. And okay, yes. All over the country, every single one of you, all of you will be going to the movies. Yes. All of you. Because we have to support Jim Caviezel. We have to support Tim Ballard. But we have to support these children who and are being I, abused and sex trafficked. And we have to bring the light and shine the light on it. I don't want to hear... From a single full-grown adult. That is too hard for them. That it is too hard to watch. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. First of all, all of these people acted in the movie. And I did just find out that none of the children knew what kind of movie they were making. One of the little boys that was was told to cry. His dad told him to think about his grandpa and how proud he'd be of him. And And so they they were actually happy tears. Yeah. Okay. If you can't handle the hard stuff, you'll never take the hard stuff down. If you, if a car wreck happens in front of you, you don't get to go like, I'm sorry, I'm just too weak in the stomach. I can't go see it. I Listen, can't help you. we have to face these things head on. This is a movie that is tastefully done. It is very it's tastefully done. It's not graphic done. and it's not gory. And it does, it does, it's, uh, from what if I, it was graphic and gory, I would give an exception. And um, when we were talking to Joy uh, Thayer about this, I believe it was Joy, uh, she was saying that, or maybe it was the interview with Jim Caviezel, she was saying this, um, that there were scenes where they played it down, that there would be Wasn't that Cara? more kids. Was it Kara? Okay, yeah. Um, there would be actually more kids in a certain sex trafficking situation and they use less kids. Right. So you're not going to see the overt things, but what we do need to do is expose it. And this week is going to, I was talking to Andrea uh, Shuttlesworth of House of Restoration, our great red pill pastors here in Milford, Ohio, friends of ours. Um, if you need a church, they're a great church down the street from us. Uh, that we have to expose the sex trafficking. We have to tell people about it. And people don't know it exists and they don't know what happens. It's happening here in Ohio. Um, Ohio is one of the biggest states for sex trafficking kids. Where do these kids go? They end up dead. If you look up um, missing children's reports, most of them never get found. Most of the missing children, their parents don't care about them. And they end up just dead. That's why you don't hear about them. That's why there's no, there are very few survivors of sex trafficking because they're all killed. These kids are missing. They're never found. Right. Okay. It's not like we're making up numbers. Yeah. There are children, literal children with, with, that are missing and then they're gone. And then the, the border, this open border is ripe for sex trafficking, ripe for, for all kinds of trafficking. Okay. It's, it's bad enough to just bring children over. They're bringing over all these unaccompanied minors and, and then releasing them to strangers. What are these strangers doing with these children? Yeah. What? And we never hear about them. They just get, um, they just get, and, and so the proof is in the pudding. Yes. The fact that the Democrats, by and large, are the party that want the borders open should tell you who is in on the sex trafficking. They're trafficking I said it. people, period. So I have put together a few clips for you. I, I, not this trailer. You have to see the trailer. 
I have an amazingly powerful clip from Jim Caviezel about encouraging you to not back down in the face of evil. Love it. Mel Gibson encouraging you to go see it. And then another, um, I believe it's another clip from Jim. So uh, sit back and get motivated to do something about about this sex trafficking issue and how we can change it. Even the world. if it's just pray. Yeah. I did The Passion of the Christ and we had, when the movie was over, two people that had committed murder came forward and um, turned themselves in. That was how powerful that f film is. This one has the reverse. You watch it, you feel God's love and the power in this movie, Sound of Freedom, and it makes you unafraid. Um, I was willing to come forward and speak truthfully on things like adrenochrome, organ harvesting, and was severely reprimanded by much of the media. And they claimed they're fact checkers. Uh, knew more, but they don't know like you guys know. I put you up against them anytime. And so, but I was a burden that I was no longer burdened with anymore. My career, I would never put in front of the children. And I just ask you to look in your heart, to go to the film Sound of Freedom, which is a phenomenal movie, which represents you and let that be your word against what these liars have done for a long, long time. Your word, which is from God, and to speak the truth to the American people. My prayers are with you. I love you guys. Thank you for all the help that you gave me. One of the most disturbing problems in our world today is human trafficking, and particularly the trafficking of children. Our future is our children. Now, the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. Go see Sound of Freedom. We showed this uh, movie to um, two Academy Award Best Director, Best Film Directors. And um, both of them are really kind of brutal, you know, when you go to them, because they're going to tell you the truth, what they think of the movie and everything. Um, both of them were absolutely stunned. Um, one of them is my good friend, Mel Gibson. The other one likes to remain anonymous. Um, Mel was weeping and, uh, and, um, in a fair world, this would hands down win best picture, but like the passion, they won't touch this one. Your name may not appear down here in this world's hall of fame. In fact, you may be so unknown that no one knows your name. The Oscars and the praise of men may never come your way, but don't forget God has rewards that he'll hand out someday. This crowd on earth, they will soon forget when you're not at the top. They'll cheer like mad until you fall and then their praise will stop, not God. He never does forget and in his hall of fame, by just believing on his son forever, there's your name. I tell you, friend, I wouldn't trade my name, however small. It's written there beyond the stars in that celestial hall for all the famous names on earth of the glory that they share. I'd rather be an unknown here and have my name up there. You are going to make this film last forever. And this is the, I'll take a cultural change. If we were to get rid of trafficking, abortion, just killing children. I mean, let's face it, it's killing children. 
But they're talking about killing a baby 27 days after it's born. Why? You ever think about that? You think that saves the mother's life for some reason? How does that save the mother's life? It's absolutely appalling. And we're, we're done with all your pedo laws. We're done with your woke. Okay. Uh, and so there's got to be something from this fire that comes out and, 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 and comes into, into this new way of what we're going to do. And I believe angels, the first beginning of this whole thing, and that's, what are your children going to watch? What are we going to leave for them? You know, why is Disney? I, I, I can't even, when I look at, when I did the count of Monte Cristo, they wanted me to remove the God from all of the script. True story. I go, I, I say yes to the Count of Monte Cristo. I read it says a great script. So I go to Ireland. I'm there, and I've got Richard Harris, Guy Pierce. We're all sitting in the room, and all of a sudden, it's uh, yeah. I'm reading the script, and we're what happened to God? You know, God will give me justice. Yeah, that's not in the movie. That's not in the film. Any of you like that film? So I had to make a decision, and I'm. I'm not ashamed of God or anything, but I'm in an embarrassing situation. And I had to say, no, I can't do this. Um, and right is right. Wrong is wrong. But for the love of my fellow countrymen, I cannot betray them. So that's what happened. And I said, and then Disney said, oh, so you're one of those. They said, one of those what? One of those what? One of those who rewrite Alexander Dumas? One of those who rewrite Shakespeare? Because that's essentially what you did. And so I held my ground. And by God, they backed off. And, you know, we've got to be strong Christians like that to hold the ground when you have to, to say, you know, we're not buying that product anymore. You know, I love that so much. We have to be the strong ones that don't yes. back down yeah. when when they come at us with literally every possible yeah. frying pan to the head. Yeah. You know, there was an article out in Faithwire that said, Jim Caviezel said, we, the Christians are more afraid of the devil than they are of God. Oh, no, they didn't. Come on now. Yeah. He goes, our faith is paramount, but it has to have something that comes from it. You love someone. It's an action. It's not what I say. It's what I do. The problem is in a lot of modern day Christianity, uh, people are more afraid of the devil than they are of God. And God could kill the devil without a glance. And so when I look at someone who might not want to watch this film i say our love for god's children has got to be more than our fear of evil whoa our love for jesus has got to be more than our fear of the cross because at some point that persecution is going to happen wow and he's talking about picking up our cross and following him and i got this word today and i want you guys to go to watch it on facebook no, Patriot Gallery's probably already shared it. You can on watch Rumble. it on okay. on the Resistance Chicks channel. Okay, please do that. I just did it live on Facebook, but I'm glad it's uploaded everywhere else. About eternity, about picking up our cross to follow him, about storing up treasures in heaven. And what Jim Caviezel is talking about, he's talking about storing up your treasures yes. in heaven. He says, you know, he gave up the Hollywood career. And I'm sure he's got millions of dollars. I'm sure he has a very nice house and a very nice everything. But he doesn't have... Hollywood friends anymore. Mm. He has been blacklisted. He and Mel Gibson, they have been blacklisted. And Jim Caviezel doesn't have this big giant Hollywood career. He's a very good actor. People love him. They love him in Hollywood. They used to, but he is exposing them. And he is saying, please go watch this movie because this is me exposing them. And he was born for such a time as this. Yes. Jim Caviezel was put into Hollywood to expose it, to pull out the fires, to use this medium of telling a story 
to tell the story. This is a true story. This isn't a fictional story. We need to tell stories. The Bible is full of stories and we need to be able to, and how can we tell the story quick, quickly and powerfully, but through people re- reenacting these, these scenes so that we can bring down these strongholds. It's not something for us. This movie is not a go uh, buy the popcorn and enjoy yourself and then walk out. No, we're going to go, we're going to walk out on fire asking God, what can we do to stop this? Come on. Okay. So if you want to help stop it though, you can join us this coming week. If you live close enough, go to resistancechicks.com, click on the part that says the Remnant Revolution Tour. And uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, oh, here it is. They brought up the flyer. There's our flyer. Take it and share it with everybody that you want to. We are going to be giving out tickets to see the Sound of Freedom with us. The next day, you'll get to join us at the movies. We're going if to be doing- If you would like a um, ticket, then message us through our website and you can get a free ticket and come with us. We want you guys to come for free. If you live anywhere near Cincinnati, Ohio, it's a three-day event. We're going to have Krista Elisha on day three. It's going to be street witnessing and ministering. The whole thing is going to be celebrating our independence from not just Britain and tyranny, but from the devil. We'll be right back right after these messages. All right, so not only will going to see The Sound of Freedom be what you can do this week to fight and combat tyranny, but going to the Brighteon store and supporting the Brighteon TV network is one way that you can actually participate in yes. fighting tyranny. The colloidal silver nasal spray. Oh, Let me goodness. tell y'all something. Yes. Okay. When we had COVID, we were constantly, not when we had COVID, but when COVID was really spreading and, and even the flu, yeah. we now use nasal spray like every time we go out into public well, yeah. because you're breathing in, mm-hmm. right? All of those nasty germs. So right before we go into the store and then when we come out, do a little squirt, squirt. There you go. It's on sale right now, depending yeah, on which size that you buy. Yeah, you about, like, if you get around family and friends who are sick, if you're going to be in an enclosed space, yeah, get this colloidal silver nasal spray. Yeah, I love it. And then another thing that I noticed was on sale when I was checking out the Bright Down store today is your favorite and mine. I'm always telling you guys about the Hawaiian astaxanthin right here. It's 30% off right now. 30% off? It's literally, yes, it's Go 30% get you some off seaweed. right now. I take this every single day. Down I love it. it. It's the king of carotenoids. It's um, another good source of a sunblock, like an all natural sunblock. You oh, take it internally yeah. because it's made from seaweed and it. I don't know how that actually works, the photosynthesis and whatever. I don't know what yeah, the so science is. Yeah, so please go really there works. and, it, and you, you use, use promo code chicks. Let, let Mike Adams know you watch the show and you. Uh, and you if you use promo it. code chicks, then you let him know that your favorite show is Resistance Chicks. Exactly. And thank everybody in the Brighteon Network, all of the people behind the scenes. They do a phenomenal job. And you know Mike, what I use is the nascent iodine. Oh, I know. I love we that. Live in the goiter belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps your thyroid. I take a drop every night. Yeah. Mike is literally like a founding father, laying down his life, his fortune, his sacred and honor. He's and he's f- formulated all of these things to help you so that you can live an optimal life. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about the GMOs. You don't have to worry about it coming from China. Exactly. Horrible horrible places, you know what you're you're going to get is going to be tested. And we've been down there. I'm telling you, they run this thing like a well-oiled machine. Yes. All right. Also on sale right now are the Ranger Buckets. I want to deliver. Oh, Ranger Buckets. Go get Ranger you. Buckets. Go oh, get you the Ranger Ranger Buckets. There they are right there. We actually got to see, um, it, what was his, what's his dog's name? Oh my gosh. You've put me on the spot. I can't remember. Oh, Rody. Rody. We, we, Rody tore up you did a, tear bag open a bag of But you know what Mike said to us when we were going over the Ranger buckets? He's like, these are vacuum sealed, like indestructible kind of sealed. 
And this is for your preparedness. You grab the bucket, you gotta go. You It'll, gotta bug out, it you It will go. last you forever. So And they're individually sealed. So if you've you've got if the lentils are sealed in five different packets. So you get a bucket, but they're sealed, so you don't just open it up and then now all your moths and things are gonna get in there, they're literally sealed. So Yeah, it's it's awesome. everybody should have some ranger buckets sitting around to just grab and go in the in the world scenario. It'll exactly. last you forever. All right, so Tom Renz, our buddy Tom Renz, he was testifying before Pennsylvania. Now, people have him testify before state legislatures on a, on a number of issues. Mm -hmm. One of those he's doing right now is um, to have mRNA, to stop the mRNA from being injected into meat. Come on. So we don't have mRNA meat. Don't want it. Okay. And it should be like overtly labeled even mm -hmm. at restaurants there should be a big sign this meat is made from mrna did you know that last meat? week they just made it legal to 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 sell lab grown meat there's no such thing as lab grown meat by the way i know it's, it's just, just an, it's an abomination to all life it's making me want to puke right it now. makes me want to hurl and and so he at this hearing on the mrna injections to meat and having it labeled in pennsylvania he mentioned the mosquitoes that Bill Gates is behind these and releasing. releasing. Now, yes. he said that the mosquitoes, these genetically modified mosquitoes, they are working on genetically modifying them to be a vector for vaccines. Let's hear what Tom has to say. Your mRNA bill in food is a critical thing. But I want to alert you to the fact that it's not just food. The, the title of this presentation by the good Professor H., uh, is production of a transgenic mosquito as a flying syringe to deliver protective vaccine via saliva. Gates Foundation's been funding all sorts of uh, genetic uh, engineering of mosquitoes, and there's a lot of talk about using mosquitoes and a mosquito bite to help vaccinate certain populations. I don't have proof that that's uh, viable yet, but I know they're working on it. Okay, so I'm not suggesting that the mosquitoes that Bill Gates is working with the engineer down in Florida are injecting anyone with anything. What I am suggesting is that I have absolutely indisputable evidence that they are working to make sure that they can inject you with something. Hmm. That is terrifying. Thank you, Tom Renz, for being willing to make everyone aware that they are trying to do this. They want to do Yes. Now, I would say what Tom couldn't say there, that if they are working on it, they probably have achieved it already. Mm. But yeah. don't be afraid. I've been reading in the Bible um, many different stories about how I read in, in, I think it was Second Kings today, it was Elisha. There was a pot of stew mm -hmm. and they were gathering a bunch of um, gourds to make this stew yeah. and they gathered a vine with it that was deadly. Yeah. And when they went to eat it, they're like, oh, there's death in the pot. So then Elisha tells them to put um, some like meal, like cornmeal or something like that in the pot. And then they pass it around and it's fine. They continue to eat it. And I'm like, okay, well then, all right. We need some miracles. We need Elijah. So we need Elisha. That was Elisha. To, no, we don't because what? And a greater than Elijah is here, That's right? Us. No, if we, we have him within us. Jesus Christ is greater than Elijah and Elijah. And Elijah's. We need some. Because this stuff is we coming down the them. line. We've got to be able to be the ones yes. to, if somebody's been, we've got Lyme disease already that's coming from these mosquitoes I and know. ticks. And I guess they come from ticks, but still, yeah. we've got to be able to cure these people. Lay hands on the sick. Are you ready, Leah? I am. I am. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to lay hands on some LGBT nonsense 
Um, so this last week was this gay pride parade extravaganza all over the country. And particularly in Portland and Seattle and Toronto. Are we skipping this one? Oh, wait. Oh, you're right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not going to skip that. I'm not going to skip that. No, we're going to go. Just we... kidding. Hold on to the wheeling with wee-wees. I just you. came up with that. Yeah, actually, this 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 story, this next story, thank you for, for reminding me. My mom pointed this out, Patriot Gallery. She said, I want you to play this clip with, um, oh my gosh, Kirsch, Steve Kirsch. And he's testifying about vaccines. Mm-hmm. And he's testifying that we do have a cohort of people that are unvaccinated that we can put against the rest of the population. And we're doing all right. I'm doing okay. Well, it's the Amish. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. It's the Amish. No, I'm talking about like straight up from birth. You, no shots, no jabs. You were fully vaccinated. I know what you mean. You were fully vaccinated as a child. So you were not in that cohort. The, the Amish largely do not vaccinate, vaccinate. So the question is, with these high rates of autism, which RFK, Robert Kennedy Jr., is running for office. I don't trust Presidential him. Presidential office. I don't, I don't trust him at all. Don't he either. is a lefty. He was happily voted for Hillary Clinton. Okay. But on his stance on vaccines, he's doing a very good job. And I saw him at a town hall this week. And he did a really good job defending his position on vaccines. His main point is that there has never been a double-blind placebo vaccine test at all, where you've got um, a trial, basically, where you have where you compare over the long term children who were vaccinated versus children who weren't vaccinated, because you have to see the safety. Okay, so they know it doesn't they stop it stops measles. Okay, they know they know it stops chickenpox, but does it do something else? Mm-hmm. And we see that with other medication. You see that with all the time on, on on TV, you see these ads. If you ever took this, if you ever took this, if you ever took, you know, this heart medicine, this cholesterol medicine, because they're like with statins, it's proven now that it if if they when they follow people taking statins versus people who didn't take statins, your life uh, is not actually like, extended. It's like three days. It's it's not it's it's minuscule. You don't lengthen your days now. You may you may not have as many strokes. Right. You may not have as many. You may you may still have a heart attack, but your your life is not extended. It's very strange how this works. And uh, why is that? Because the statins can have other side effects that cause you to die early as well. Exactly. Okay. So, is there a trade off? Are you worried about hepatitis B, which is mostly translated through um, unprotected you know sex and needles and things like that with your newborn? No, you shouldn't be. So let's not do that one. Let's see what what happens. The difference. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I pity the children in the trial who get the vaccines. I know. But let if you want to tell me, if you want to tell me that these vaccines are safe, then you've got to do the tests. So let's run this clip. How many children or people are are to like totally unvaccinated? Is that con- like where where do you find? Is it just the uh, parents that stepped up and said? I would think that's a very small percentage because yeah, so many of us blindly followed, you know, uh, the recommendations to vaccinate children. Yeah, it's uh, le- it's less than one percent of the public. So uh, the Amish are a perfect example of a uh, large uh, group of people who are uh, largely unvaccinated. And there's no autism. We can't find an autistic kid who was unvaccinated. It's very, very rare in the Amish community. Very, very rare. You won't find kids with ADD, with autoimmune disease, with panda pans, 
with epilepsy. You just don't find any of these chronic diseases in the Amish. And you know, the U.S. government has been studying the Amish for decades, but there's never been a report out to the public. The reason, of course, is it would, it would show that, oh, if you don't follow our guidelines, you're going to end up healthier. That's why there's no report after decades of studying the Amish. There's no report because the report would be devastating to the narrative. It would show that the CDC has been harming the public for decades and saying nothing and burying all the data. Wow. You know what I want to add to that, though? Not only do the, they do not have these diseases and, and illnesses in their children because they are unvaccinated, but maybe the argument could be made. And I would love for the left, I keep saying the left, anyone that's per, a proponent of vaccinating children, I would love for anyone to then come with this argument because I would, you know, where I stand on this, but they don't drive cars. Maybe it's not driving cars that makes them not get diseases. Maybe we should probably get rid of cars. Kind of agree with that. Actually, I love horses I and buggies. Yeah. And I think we should go back to that. Maybe it's the fact that they just don't eat the same foods that the rest of us eat. You know what? It totally could be that too. So in addition to not vaccinating and not driving cars, we should actually eat the way that the Amish eat. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe it's their religion. Maybe because they love Jesus that um, they're actually, you know what? Maybe in addition to not vaccinating and driving a horse and buggy and uh, what was the other one? Eating better food. We should actually praise and love Jesus. So there's a lot of things. Maybe it's their rigorous lifestyle. Maybe it's doing all of their work by hand and makes those kids not have those diseases. Maybe it's that too. And maybe we should all wash our clothes with a ringer. I would love to get back to that lifestyle. Maybe just living like the Amish is the cure. Maybe it is. Maybe it is the cure. You know, they also say that Amish children don't have allergies. Come on now. They don't have allergies because they're around a bunch of dusty, allergy-laden things Dr. Frank always goes around saying, vote Amish. I'm just saying live Amish. You don't have to join their community. Just start living like it. Yes. You just just dug up a bunch of potatoes. Barefoot, basically. But almost barefoot. I actually had my um, my pillow slippers How do you, on. Oh, that's nice. My flip flops, awesome. but okay. the dirt was all in there. Mom's like, "All right, we got to get through the rest of these clips." So, Leah, back to the wheeling with wee wees. Yeah. So this week, uh, I believe that the the left took their mask off and their clothes, mm-hmm. and they were in. I would uh, love for them to at least use their mask to cover their. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So they were in fountains naked. Okay, with children around. They were in parades naked with children around. And if that if that's not enough to tell you that it's not just about equal rights. They are coming for your children. And there is a clip that I can't show you on Brighton because I tried to clip it out where they are walking through the streets saying that they are coming for your children. They say, we are coming for your children. They are coming for our children. And they have been coming for our children. And it starts with, oh, it's just a little bit of homosexual love. And it's just these le- lesbianism. And it's just this. It's just that. And now, no, the pushback from the right has to be God created ma- male and female. God created Adam and Eve. This is what we stick with. If you're going to do whatever you're going to do, you keep that silent. But don't you bring it in the into the public don't you don't you here's the thing why are the pride parades always a, a, a display of debauchery because pride goes before the fall and homosexuality is sinful it is against the natural order and i can say that on bridey on thank you jesus let's roll this clip when i'm the mom of four children and my oldest is 25 years old and in the years that we have been parents to our daughter and three sons my husband and i have had to sign many many consent forms and permission slips 
I'm required to sign a permission slip if my children leave campus for a field trip. I'm required to give the school a list of adults who are and are not allowed to pick my children up from school. If I want my kids to have access to the school library, consent form. Get a cough drop, consent form. So my question to you, GUSD, is where is the consent form that gives this school district or any other school district permission to discuss, diagnose, or affirm my child's sexual orientation or gender identity? Any child in almost any school, at least in the state of California, can approach a teacher in a so-called safe space, tell them they identify as the opposite gender without a diagnosis from a trained mental health professional, and these teachers have the right to hide this information from the parents, hide the student file, alter the gender on the file, affirm the new identity, use their new preferred pronouns, and begin the process of helping them transition all under the guise of love, inclusion, and mental health. This is not love. Thank you. I had a few complications, bleedings, infections. I've had complications and I've had a hard time. We're like bawling my eyes out saying like, what did I do? If I had known about the irreversible physical damage I caused my body, then I would have never done any of this. I appreciate that these folks have the courage to go and actually speak about what they're essentially been asked not to speak about. When you have the physical surgery, you don't actually resolve the mental issue. And when you have these physical surgeries, you actually compile yet another set of things to deal with. It's really a sad thing. I really do appreciate that these folks are warning people. So yesterday, we uh, played a clip of the naked cyclists who exposed themselves at the Seattle Pride Parade. Well, there was a whole lot of debauchery going on at Pride Parades across the country, but this one in particular in Seattle, um, these cyclists were... I, Inexplicably, I don't know why they were naked other than these people just really like to be naked and show off their wieners and um, in front of children, primarily. Gay people? Y yes. No. Y yes. That's no. what I'm seeing. See, that's what I Ignore what you're seeing. That's, it's they're, just, they're just silly, okay? And they like to dance and throw parades. This is just media. This is like, this is like a, a right-wing stage. This is a false flag. This didn't actually happen. I mean, when you have to have a blackout bar across the entire screen, right at the level of the penis, and then there's a man dressed as Woody, which is even creepier, uh, Woody from Toy Story. So, George Takai, uh, he was responding to Ron. Even if there were no naked guys on bikes this year, they would find picture or generate them and push the same agenda anyway. There's no fixing this by calling for self-censoring. Okay, so that was um, from George Saki uh, from Star oh, Trek yeah. there. Here's the problem. You said that it is legal in Seattle to expose yourself as long as it is in a non-sexual way. Do I have to say it? That I'm going to say, it. listen to me and hear me loud and clear. There is never a way to expose yourself in a non-sexual way because they are your sexual body parts. In public. 
in public. In public. I mean, yeah. I in mean, public. Yeah. If you are naked in public, unless you work at like some sort of factory and your clothes gets caught, clothing gets caught on something and it gets sucked into the machinery that's and you an then accident. find yourself. That's not you well, just we're not talking about yourself. an accidental. This is, there is never a way to purposefully purposeful. be naked in public without it being in a sexual manner. And yeah, it is sexual assault. It is a sexual assault to be naked in public. Yes. It's absolutely. So these are diabolical satanic people. And it goes back to what we've been talking about, the goddesses and Ishtar and the return of the gods and Molech and Baal. It's, it's Baal satanic. worship. It's satanic worship. This is how they worship Satan. They take off their clothes. They worship Satan. This is what pagans used to do. This is pagan worship. This is Baal worship. This is worship of, this is, this is pagan god idol worship. And this is how they're worshiping their idol. So back to the Jim Caviezel movie, Sound of Freedom. Okay. Yeah. And I want to hit this and I want to hit I it as hard as I can. And I guarantee almost all those are pedophiles. They probably got kids locked in their basement. We don't have time for those of you that say that you can't watch the movie because of whatever reason. you It's just going to make you uncomfortable. Well, I know that they're doing it, so I don't need to watch it. I'm sorry. I don't want you on my team. No, I do want you on my team. I just want you to literally man up. Okay. This is the evil that we are fighting. And if we do not stand in the gap and we do not, we're not willing to put on our armor and say, you know what? I will look at the hard things. I will take this into my being so that my spirit man can go before the Lord and pray and stand in the gap for the people that these people are assaulting. It's assault. It's absolutely assault. We have to be strong enough because here's the deal. This is what I want y'all to do. If there is, I want to be a little gracious. If there are some of you that are just like, Michelle, you don't understand. I just can't. Then at the very minimum, this is what I want you to do. God, please make me strong enough to handle this because right now I'm weak. Or buy somebody else a ticket. No, everyone needs to see this. Yes, buy someone. In the meantime, buy someone a ticket. But still, you have a problem. You have a weakness if you can't. And I get that. But sometimes we have to look at the hard things. And if we're not strong enough to do it, then we need to pray for strength. Yeah, that's good. Pray for strength. You know, I, uh, I, when Matt um, cut his thumb open, normally I, I watched the stitches because I thought to myself, I want to learn how to do this. I need to learn how to do this. Now, not everybody is going to need to learn how to stitch people up. I need to put another caveat real okay, quick. Go ahead. Unless you have suffered this kind of abuse. Oh, that's true. If you have suffered abuse of sexual nature, you do not, you are exempt. Yeah, that's true. But if you are a healthy, sound if you're healthy, person, none of this stuff ever happened to you there. I'm sorry. I cut you off. I just thought of that. Yeah. If you're a healthy, sound minded person, uh, we have to fight. We can't just turn away from this and do your, and do your part. And do so your how part. can you do your part with us one more time? One more time. You can go to the brighteonstore.com. Use promo code chicks. You can continue to share. Listen, share these videos, share the links. I understand that Facebook won't let you, but your email will. All right. You can tell your friends, hey, you know what? If you don't know what to watch, the Brighty on TV network plays amazing programming from 10 to 10 every single day. Yeah. That's what you can do. And you can also tune in every Sunday right here on brighteon.tv at 5 p.m. for our kind of church hour. The resistance chicks come on and we give you the latest of uh, what God is showing us that week. And those programs are often some of the most intense 
programs that you will watch. Hey, I, you don't get that kind of programming anywhere no. else. No. And so you guys join us for our after show at resistancechicks.com. We're going to cover more news from this week, some stories that we didn't get to today. And you can join us uh, every Sunday around uh, 7 or 1.30 for our world news report. We break down things that are happening around the Again, world. Again, on resistancechicks.com. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. We'll see you next Friday right here on Bridie on TV. Back to Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. Yes, I had a little technical difficulty there. I had, I still had Revelation Red Pills show reel up from Wednesday. But what a great way to advertise for Wednesday's show. So good it was. So good. Leah, if you guys aren't tuning into Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, and I know I say this all the time, I don't even know what you're doing. And if you don't start watching them now, from the beginning, we're going to get to episode 40 and you're just never going to feel like you can catch up. You know, that's how I felt with some of Bruce Gore's things. It's hard. You, you look at it and catch you're like, up. it's so incredible. The we are having and a, catch a up. phenomenal. Did you just make that up? <laughs> I think that's probably every kid's joke ever. <laughs> but I did just. So you know what we've been doing this week? What? <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody asks you a question, you just say what? <laughs> what, Michelle? He just roll with it. I mean, it's like no living with her at all. Okay? Yeah, yeah I try so hard. I try so hard. And literally, She's it is impossible you with the you. Question. you know, we've... Y'all know what we've been doing this week? What? Forget Leah. She's not here right now. Okay? Exit. The, she has exited stage left. Or what right, have we been doing this week, Michelle? We have been doing our God's Little Acre entrance reno. Now... I had a couple people ask me, including Patriot Gallery and somebody else. They're like, so what's the story behind the Reno? Like, what's why do you call your entrance Reno? Titles are supposed to be short. I was trying to go with God's Little Acre entrance Reno. Like, it's a house Reno, like a renovation. And a lot of people, I know what's on your mind. You want to go to Reno. I get it. Okay, that's not what I think when I see Reno. I've seen too many HGTV shows. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't have an after picture, but we've been doing step-by-step -step little videos. You know why we've been doing that, and this is what I said to you guys. I would love to have a film crew Ugh. to and just come, come and, and film and do the shots and then make the super fun reel, and then it just like, Newgate! I don't have, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have the energy to edit those kind of videos right now. We don't have time, but hey, if you want to do you get more info this way. But if you'd like an unpaid gig, you can, you are more than welcome to take our, that, that, those clips and put them together and say, hey, why don't you put it up like this and you can do the fast forward and the slow down and, you know, we actually had some people doing clips for us at one point and then. Yeah, uh, but then again, it's an unpaid job. It's an unpaid job. Kind of thankless. Because It's because our job's an unpaid job too. So uh, it is. Uh, get in the boat. Uh, so, <laughs> but I think that they've been really fun videos. So we need to do a final video. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring them out to put on our little surprise things at night. Yeah. Do a little nighttime video, get a light out there. That could be really fun. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so so stay tuned. You can watch all of those Reno Renos. You know when we've, we've been doing this, though? During this crazy wildfire deal? Oh and I've been a little bit afraid to be outside. Like, people have been talking about, like, but there could be the some, like, cyanide in the air. And Why it, would there be cyanide in the air? Things burning. Um, 
in the in the atmosphere so like let's say you have a fire outside and it gets really really smoky which happens from time to time around here uh are you afraid to breathe in that smoke if there's not like pressure treated wood in it well, or other things here's the, here's the difference so i walked out i believe it was tuesday or wednesday mm -hmm. and i saw that haze that i saw last time but this time it was worse and i've been noticing it though was worse on the plants outside on the weeds and on those plants the shiny not just our plants but the deck right but i've been noticing on the plants i noticed it on the deck. on these plants on these green plants is this shiny film it's on everything what is it what's going into our what are we breathing in because like when i do a fire i don't see the shiny stuff is it just creosote it's not getting on is it just creosote i don't know but we shouldn't breathe that much in i know that much and it's like it here's the thing the air quality they were doing formaldehyde in the air i don't know how but i saw some guy testing it like formaldehyde and the parts per million People were actually supposed to stay indoors because it was so thick and heavy. And like the more they talked about it, the more I couldn't breathe. <laughs> so if you bring up this article, you can see where uh, it's worse right now. But um, Cincinnati uh, was in the thick of it this week. Uh, it's kind of moved over. Um, the cloud has kind of moved. But it was it was uh, Wisconsin, M Michigan. It was really bad. So as the Fourth of July weekend approaches, tens of millions of Americans are heading off today to either sandy beaches or resort communities in the mountains. Some folks are staying home, but in the Mid Atlantic, up and down the Northeast regions, they are experiencing what we just experienced: um, this this crazy wildfire smoke. It's expected to continue to impact portions of the northeastern quadrant of the United States over the next few days. The air quality is expected to slowly improve due to a combination of thunderstorm activity. Thank you, Jesus. It rained all night almost. And it was like I could feel the air getting cleaned, you know. Still toxic air quality alerts from Michigan to Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Washington, D.C., Virginia, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, and the lower New England area. The unhealthy air is terrible for people with heart or lung disease, older adults, children, and teens. Pittsburgh had the worst air quality this morning. Um, and you can scroll down here to the air quality index. Uh, instead of blaming climate change for everything, maybe Canada's 500 raging wildfires have resulted from bad fire management over the last few decades. So here's, I guess, because I get you. I feel you, Tina. Tina on Facebook says, yes, girls, there is poison in the air int intentionally. I'm not questioning, I'm not saying that they couldn't or wouldn't put poison in the air. What I am saying, though, is if it is just wildfire, let's just say for sake of poor forest management that it is just the wildfire, it's the still, forest fires, it's still very dangerous how dangerous in. is all of this to breathe in? That's a good, I don't know how dangerous, but it, it's not good for you. Sure. Okay. It's I'm, not good to breathe in smoke ever. No. It, it's, but it's I'm just trying to put of, it in a comparison. I'm, what I, I guess what I'm trying to compare so is Uncle Jack was if they had intentionally put poison in the air versus a forest fire so when you're smoke. when you're at a fire pit or you're in a you're around the fire the the wind will blow the smoke and it'll blow it somewhere else right but in this particular case that it's your whole area is saturated like you know you can get out of the way from the smoke going in your face right we don't stand you don't stand there with the yeah. smoke going in your face yeah if so you're true. outside and as uncle jack was saying mostly the smoke's going up Mm -hmm. The problem is the smoke's going up. It's coming back down. That's a really good point. You know what I mean? It's coming back down on us. It's on my plants. It's really weird. We should do a video on it, actually. I hope. So Matthew Yellen says, I'll tell you where the air quality is good. Alaska is mm. where they're escaping 
Uh, they, it's, it, that's what you move to Alaska when you want to be an American, but you don't want to live in America anymore. <laughs> Uh, Tina says many will become ill and some will die. It's all the way down to Northwest Georgia. People need to wake up to what's happening. Tina, I, this is what I would say. Cause statements like that, while they may be true, not sure. We don't know what they've put in this, if they have put anything in it at all. Okay. Let's pray against it. That's what I'm getting at. No so, one's going to die no, in Jesus' name. I, we were just on Bridie on TV doing our six to seven segment that we go live with every single Friday. Okay, brighteon.tv. We were just over there and I was telling everyone that I've been reading these Bible stories where God literally, a prophet or someone comes and works a miracle and something that was deadly is not deadly anymore. Amen. All right. In Jesus name. So yes, other people may die, but guess what? It's up to us, the body of Christ to heal them. Mm hmm. We can talk about all the bad stuff that all all those people are doing. Instead, we should translate it and go, you know what, God, please give us an opportunity to witness your miraculous power to people that will be influenced by this. And if, if it seems like they're going to be irrevocably harmed, give us the power to lay hands on them and see them recover. Woo, glory. Let's, the, amen. Amen. All right. Listen, Linda on DLive says, God's in charge. Not scared. Not scared. Ain't but scared. that doesn't mean that, Tina, we don't call it out. You're right. 100% we call it out. Yeah, and pray for it. Right? And pray, pray against, against it. it. Okay, so I have this clip, and I just, I want to show you guys this clip. This is hilarious to me. Um, hopefully Facebook doesn't flag it because it's about Admiral Levine, Rachel Levine, our health dictator, um, who is not healthy. Come on, guys. Not healthy. And Tucker just tonight dropped another one of his his little episodes and so this is a new clip just like as out of right now as of right now i just had it up for you uh it's on the end yes there it is and uh look who played football and look who he played football with oh boy johanna says uh it's not here the smoke in northern arkansas oh well Good. yeah hope yeah Good for you. it shouldn't go down there belmont hill is a small hey it's tucker carlson Belmont Hill is a small private school outside of Boston. It's not famous for its athletics. The school's mascot isn't even an animal. It's an 18th century navigational tool. The Belmont Hill Sextants. Doesn't even make sense. So when it comes to sports, Belmont Hill is not trying very hard. But the school's athletic program can claim at least one important footnote to history. In 1975, its football roster contained two names that you will recognize even now. Mark Milley and Richard Levine. What, what Milley is now the chairman way? of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Levine, of course, is our country's most famous admiral. Both transitioned late in life into overweight middle-aged women. Both wound up working as high-level officials in the Joe Biden administration. Their teammates at the all-boys school in Boston probably wouldn't have predicted any of that. Here's what Rick Levine looks like now from a video he just posted on Instagram. Hello, my name is Admiral Rachel Levine, and I have the honor of being the Assistant Secretary for Health at the United States Department of Health and Human Services. Happy Pride! Happy Pride Month, and actually, let's declare it a summer of pride. Happy Summer of Pride. Happy Summer of Pride! Rick Levine is so darn proud, he'd like to tell you about it all summer, and possibly into the fall. He's got a lot to be proud of. What specifically, you ask? Well, strangely, he doesn't say, nor does he mention his former wife or children. He doesn't tell us whether they're proud, too. Since none of them have been invited onto the Today Show to talk about their feelings, we're going to have to guess. 
For now, we're going to assume that his former family is proud. And why wouldn't they be? Few Americans in our history has come as far as Rick Levine. Here's a fat guy in a Halloween costume who somehow became a federal health minister. Not a small thing. You try that. Not too long ago, this same man was a married pediatrician with kids lecturing about eating disorders at Penn State. Now he's emerged as a path-breaking lady admiral with medals on his chest. And he did all of that without winning a single naval battle or even being female. It's pretty inspiring. What we have here is living proof that in this country, you really can be whatever you want to be. If Rick Levine can become Admiral Rachel, why can't you be Napoleon or Lord Mountbatten, the last Viceroy of India? Ever see that guy's uniform? Or why not Shaka, the legendary Zulu war chief? You could bring your assegai and leopard hide shield to work at Deloitte and no one would be allowed to say a word about it. The HR department would have your back. Unfortunately, you can't actually do any of that. The point of Rick Levine's amazing transformation is not to free you from the inflexible husk that you were born in so that you can be more fully yourself, whatever you decide that is. No, that's not the point. Rick Levine's personal journey has nothing to do with you. It's about him. It's his journey. Your fantasies about becoming something totally new and different have not been approved yet. In fact, they're weird. Shaka, the Zulu war king? Come on, that's racist. Shut up and be proud of Admiral Rachel. I, Rachel L. Levine. She's the one who was smashed glass ceilings. You just got some kind of weird fetish. So actually, now that we're saying this out loud, it's pretty clear that Rick Levine has no interest in liberating you from anything. This is not about liberation. It's just the opposite. It's just another religious war, same as all the others. The people who think they're God versus everybody else. In primitive civilizations, which would include every civilization since the beginning of time until ours, people assumed there were rules, rules that no human being made, but that people could ignore only at their peril, at great risk. Some called these rules nature, or natural law, or even as societies advanced, theology. But most of the time, people didn't call them anything. They didn't have to. There wasn't a debate about whether the rules were real. People assumed there were consequences to pretending that you were God. They thought Sodom and Gomorrah were real places. They were destroyed for disobedience. They imagined the same thing could happen to them. Not anymore. Rick Levine doesn't worry about being punished by forces he can't see. He knows he's in charge. He makes the rules. He sets the limits. Reality is what he says it is. That's his view. And he shares it with virtually everybody else in a position of authority in the United States. That's a pretty bold bet, really. You can pause that. For 7 million um, years, human beings... You know what's amazing about this clip? Is that it goes perfectly along with our clip from um, Alan Keyes. Oh, yeah. It so totally does. Uh, I do have a bit shoot clip up and people can see... Um, I think it's the one to the left of that. Um, I don't know. Uh, here, let me grab that. So we were on Dr. Alan Keyes this week and he talked about the same thing that we are divinely created by God. And what does, what does the Bible say in the very beginning? Yeah. In the beginning, he created them male and, and female, female, right? Let's see if we can find that um, oh, clip here. I have no idea where it was. Well, just There's play no way it. Even find just it. play it a little bit. And it's, it's towards the middle. Plays a, a, Patrick Gallagher edited this and put it, it was like towards the middle, you think? Yeah. I, I, I'm not a woman, I'm a man. And I'm going to yeah. dress like a man and act like a man. And I want to be treated like a man and so forth and so on. 
uh, you're redefining yourself in a way that actually discards the initial premise of America's founding. When yeah. I think that through, and you can all tell you can tell me if you think I'm crazy, it seems to me that the people who are encouraging us to do this now, to embrace all these things that have us asserting our will above the will of God, our making above the making of God, I think they aim to destroy us. Yes. No, they do. You're absolutely right. And that's how, how do we push back against this? That we need to push back with the power and love of God. I know that there's a lot of great documentaries, Matt Walsh, What is a Woman? And we can kind of make fun uh, in, in a way because it's, it is so ridiculous, Absurd. but if we really want to get to them and change them, we have to hammer the truth over and over and over again. And this is what you're saying. You were created by God. You are a woman. You will always be a woman. And we want to help you embrace who God has called you to be. We want to, you need to embrace. We want to help you in the power and the love of God as Christians. As Christians, we should not be embracing these people. This is what the, 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 the church has been embracing the homosexuality and been embracing and, and saying because that they this call is that love. love. No, 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 no. You need to go the opposite. Go on the offense and say to a homosexual, hey, guess what? God created you as a man. You come into this church we are going to help you be who god has created you to be we're going to help your mind and your thoughts line up into the creation that god has made you to be so you can be all that god has created you to be and we're talking about these kids who are all they're not confused about their gender they're confused about who god has created them to be okay we have to help the children and adults are supposed to and the church is supposed to help us guide us to our vocation our calling uh, god set some in the church apostles prophets teachers evangelists uh preachers why to equip the saints for the work, work of the ministry. ministry. We mm -hmm. need to help equip one another. Mm -hmm. What is your gifting? What is your calling? People have done mm -hmm. that for mm -hmm. you, Alan Keyes, and how you've been gifted and how you've been called. And that's what we need to do for these, these transgender kids and say, you are created by God. Let's embrace who God created you to be. Well, and we're also, though, conniving in a way at an understanding of who we are that rejects the very premise of who we are. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, because in a way, we're being encouraged to believe that it is our right, and it is therefore right, yes, it is therefore right, that we should ignore, and this I particularly find amazing, because I have met what appear to be, you know, pretty decent Christian folks. They're, they're living, trying to live a life that corresponds uh, to, okay, uh, you know, loving kindness. So go watch or... that whole episode. It was really good. And Dr. Keyes just this Well, there's week, two parts. There's part there's two one parts. and part two. Patrick Geller put it up in two parts. Said that he, his whole episode was on the Declaration of Independence and starting in the very beginning. We are all endowed by our creator. A creator denotes a creation. And what happened in the beginning? He created man and woman, what? And we're gonna get it right this time. In the image of God. You are image bearers of God. When we try to change it up surgically, we're trying to change the very image of God. Yeah. And that's how we fight back. He was saying that um, he likes to pause on the word created instead of equal, because everybody wants to go straight to the equal. Yeah, we're created. We're created in the image of God. And so when you wanna talk to some of these people who are changing, no, you're created in the image of God. Don't change yourself. I just watched a... Um, you can't today. change yourself. That I do have to say sounds 
you got to watch these people. They're very, they are conniving to use the word Alan just used. There was a purple haired dude sitting on, it looked like on the front of a church with a bunch of children around and he's talking to the children. Oh dear. And he says, you know, um, I hear a lot about how, you know, people get stuck on the fact that the Bible says that God created them male and female. And he goes, well, it also says in Genesis that God created the day and he created night. And he, so he created the sun and he created the moon. But there's a lot that happens in between the day and the night. There's a sunset, there's dusk, there's dawn, there's the sunrise. There's a lot of things. So are we expected to think? I think that God created a sunset. Do you think that God created a sunset? I think he created a sunset. So of course, when it says that he created them male and female, there's a lot of things in between that, that we know that God created. And I was like, oh, no, you didn't. And the comment at the top was this, at the, the video while you're watching it. He also said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So tell me in all your in-betweenings of what you're doing, are you going to be able to be fruitful and multiply? Oh, my God. I'm just saying, these people are sneaky. Sneaky. They are, they are, listen. He created them male and female. And here's the difference between what that man just said. Okay. It's not that God came and said, I created the sun and the moon and a couple of different kinds of planets in between the sun and the moon. Okay. There's I created. Yeah, exactly. The sun was still the sun. Sun rising and sun setting are things that the sun does. does. Thank you. The sun is still the sun. They are still male and female. So a man might get up in the morning and he might work throughout the day and he might go to sleep at night, but he's still a man. But here's the thing. And there's different things. A man might eat, a man might sleep, but he's still a man. But he's still a man. The sun's still the sun, the moon's still the moon, and there's no suns and moons except for the mooning of these Wheeling with Wieners is what I said. If you missed the Brighteon we segment, are, we're, then you We're going to talk about thing. Wheeling with Wieners after. <laughs> That's, you coined that. Thank you. I did. Uh, after we get off of Facebook. There's a, a, a bunch of other things we were going to talk about before we before we say goodbye. I want to see if anybody over here on Rumble has anything to say with that. A bunch of child pedophiles, says James. Christians and all straight people need to start marching in max against homosexualism. I could not agree more. Oh, my gosh. These people. All right, so uh, uh, let's see. What can we what can we still do on the book of face? All right, biggest story out of this week out of the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court was dropping some um, what do you, the decisions? What do you call them? Decisions, and they do that. They kind of do them in batches. Yeah. All right. So a couple batches this week. They you call them wins. Here's the thing with the student loan. To me, it didn't. It, to me. You want to know why the student loan thing didn't mean much to me? Hmm. Because they've already printed trillions and trillions of dollars. It's fake money anyways. And, and the Republicans are acting like it's real money. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to uh, forgive $430 billion of student loans and it was actually real money, then yeah, that's a really big deal. Yep. But because it's fake fiat dollars and they're playing around with it, like it's monopoly money. Yep. Oh, you took to you. Oh, Joe Biden wanted to give away monopoly money. So you guys know that Joe Biden put a moratorium, an executive order, on student loans. The Supreme Court uh, ruled against that. I guess two people came up and 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 they tried to 
you always have to have a person, right? So there was um, the Supreme Court struck down Biden's student loan forgiveness plan Friday, ending $430 million in debt write-off that critics say uh, had been a midterm election gimmick mm-hmm. Biden knew was going to be unconstitutional. It remains to be seen what's going to happen to a lot of these people who thought maybe rightfully or wrongfully that they weren't going to have to pay this debt back. Student loans are, uh, you've heard of student loan sharks or loan sharks. Student loans are diabolical. They, uh, you can't refinance them because you have them with the government. You can't They ri- follow finance you them for down. the rest of your life. They can um, garner your wages. I'm not, here's the thing. And I, be- I am completely 100% against federal student loan. This is what I think. This is, if you are wanting a loan to go to college, mm-hmm. then that college needs to pay your education and you take out a loan from that college. Yes. And if you don't make enough money to pay them back, that's on the college because there's a lot of people going to college and they shouldn't be going to college. And these colleges are, they cost way too much money. Yes. These people are making way too much money. They have these large endowments. It's basically just slush funds for uh, wokeness. Okay. Education is way too expensive. It's more expensive than it's ever been. And a student loan debt, a student loan debt relief, would only compound the problems that are in higher education with all the woke wokeness going on. So I have a video up. If you would bring up this chick over here with the poofy hair, U.S. Supreme Court rulings uh, should be right around there. There she is decision, uh, the conservative uh, justices all banding together to strike down this huge plan uh, of uh, Joe Biden's presidency. It was something that he had promised uh, during uh, the campaign. Uh, This uh, plan was on hold while things were going through uh, the justice system and the Supreme Court ruling, as you said, that uh, the federal government overstepped its authority uh, by trying to uh, strike out to erase more than uh, $430 billion possibly in uh, student loan repayments. So uh, this is a huge blow uh, to uh, Joe Biden uh, because uh, the court really is striking out something that he had really focused on, insisted on, promised uh, to his electorate, especially uh, to those young uh, voters. And of course, the White House was quick uh, to react. And we are expecting uh, Joe Biden to actually uh, be speaking possibly later today, or at least put out a statement uh, where the White House is going to present uh, possible moves for uh, the future uh, to bring more protection to student loan borrowers. So uh, the White House has been planning for this. They were expecting this decision to come out and they are uh, going to try at least uh, in the limits of the presidential authority to do things uh, to protect some of these uh, student borrowers because you have to know that uh, the pause that was put in during uh, COVID for student loan repayments for about three years is about to come to an end. So student loan borrowers will have to start repaying their debt uh, come this fall. Now, Ketapan, let's switch to the second case, the one regarding the right to refuse to work with gay couples. Help me understand this ruling, if you can, because I thought that there were laws banning this kind of discrimination in the U.S., Well, that's exactly what the Supreme Court said, is that this law in Colorado banning discrimination against a people based on their sexual orientation was violating that web designer's 
First Amendment right to free speech. So uh, it is something that really overturns a little bit what had been uh, brought by uh, the Supreme Court even uh, very recently in recent years where they had ruled that, uh, for example, someone who was making wedding cakes did not have to write to reject same-sex couples uh, just because of their religious belief. But this was focused on the free speech. And the court says that this website designer uh, is expressing her free speech right by making those websites. And she has the right uh, to not serve uh, same-sex couples because this goes against her belief. But this uh, ruling, according to many experts, is bringing up more questions uh, than it is answering because while the court really ruled on a very uh, specific uh, case, free speech in a website designer for gay uh, couples, the question now is what other businesses are going to be allowed okay. to do this? So um, that particular video covered two subjects. And I wanted to go ahead and let the video play because it was, it was actually a major win today. It was a Christian woman. She works with gay people. That's what they didn't, that's what that, that particular, those women weren't talking about. She works for gay people. She will make uh, websites for gay people. She will not make a website. She, on the side, she's been making websites. People have websites now for their wedding. Yeah. And she has a wedding website design. Now, if you are a gay um, DJ, she will make your DJ website, right? But what she's not doing is doing gay wedding websites right. about because that goes against her religious beliefs. The Supreme Court ruled that she didn't that that was a free speech issue. Yeah, and we should all have free speech. If you come to me and you give me a plan for a website and I don't want to have I don't I, I shouldn't have to do anything. Whether it's I don't want to if 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 I don't believe in video games. Yeah. Okay, so if I, I don't want to do a website for kids playing video games. So can you come to me and say well, what the, the other, the dissenting Supreme Court justices say is that you, I guess gamers aren't a protected class, but for unfortunately, or for uh, homosexuals are a protected class. So if you deny them anything, that's denying their protected class status. So I guess if, let's say, bicyclists were a protected class, then you would always and forever have to do everything that has to do with bicycling. And so because homosexuality is a protected class, no matter what it is, whether it's a wee-wee on a cake and a gay guy on a cake on a bicycle, then they're saying that you have to draw that out. You would have to serve them. But that's not what was ruled. That's what the dissent said. That's what the dissent would say. That's what those, these women are, are, are basically saying. So here's the good news. Praise the Lord that the Constitution was upheld in this case. There was another case, the third case, uh, based on um, overruling this affirmative action for entrances into college, college admissions. So... You're, uh, the Supreme Court ruled that colleges cannot take race into account when um, having kids come into college. You're now, kidding. this is a very big. This yeah, is this huge. Is a, this is a very big ruling. This is a very big ruling. It has many, many ramifications. Uh, ramifications. So let's go over these uh, one by one. Wow. Let's go to the student uh, loan. So Matthew says Biden can't form a sentence, walk, or ride a bike. Who seriously thought he would keep this promise? LOL. So I've got, do you have my Megyn Kelly video up where she is talking about student loans? I think it was, might have been right here. 
we should not lower academic standards to promote the show. Oh, this is this isn't the student loan one. That's okay. This is the this is diversity one. So let's go to the diversity one. Uh, she has on uh, Heather McDonald. We should not lower academic standards to promote the charade of diversity. My conversation with Megan Mel- Kelly discussing the Supreme Court's recent ruling on affirmative action in college admissions and Justice Thomas's eloquent uh, opinion. Now, those students that wouldn't be admitted to Harvard with racial preferences will instead go to perfectly good schools like Amherst. Again, this this whole structure is based on such extraordinary academic snobbery and elitism. I'm amazed that so-called second-tier colleges put up with it because Harvard is basically saying, unless black students come here, their their fate in life is sealed. They are doomed. They Mm -hmm. have no possibility of succeeding. UC Berkeley said that when the voters in California voted to ban racial preferences, the chancellor said, well, where will we get the leaders of tomorrow if they can't go to Berkeley? Well, they will go to the University of California at Riverside or Santa Cruz or Irvine, and they will get perfectly good educations. Again, Megan, I'm repeating myself, this does not prevent any black student from getting a college education. Now, those students that wouldn't be... What's amazing about this, um, let me see, I want to go... First of all, I would just like to make the statement that we don't need their education system. Black people don't need these universities. They don't need, white people don't need your universities. Nobody should be sending their kids to these colleges. Nobody needs to be sending your kids to these colleges, by the way. I want to go ahead and bring this up just a little a little bit more wait, of this conversation. Wait, wait. I'm not screenshotting. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, you get off. a little bit more of this conversation. Anyway. And basically what they're saying though, mm-hmm. is that black, black people cannot get in on merit, that they're dumb, that they're stupid. Exactly. That, 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 that that's, that's Absurd. racist. This is directly opposed to the messaging you're hearing right now on places like MSNBC, where okay. a legal analyst named Catherine Christian had the following question. It's sought to. Now that schools no longer have to consider race, you know, I fear what will happen and what will there be many lawyers who look like Charles and I in the future or doctors or accountants. Um, It is a problem and it's not preferential treatment. It's It's really stunning. It is simply absurd. It's racist. Well, but but it's as a as a just a, a logical or or functional matter. Black students are going to ad- be admitted to hundreds of schools, but they'll be admitted on the same basis as every of uh, one of their peers. So if you're qualified to go to Amherst as a black student, yeah. you'll go to Amherst. Instead, those same black students will be admitted may be unhesitatingly ascribed to race. Um, this is this is so, she writes, because of statistical d- disparities among different racial groups. Even if some whites have a lower household net worth than some blacks, what matters to Justice Jackson is that the average white household has more wealth than the average black household, he goes on. This lore is not and has never been true. Even in the segregated South where I grew up, individuals were not the sum of their skin color. Then as now, not all disparities are based on race, not all people are racist, and not all differences between individuals are ascribable to race. Going on. Worse still, Justice Jackson uses her broad observations about statistical relationships between race and select measures of health, wealth, and well-being to label all blacks as victims. 
Her desire to do so is unfathomable to me. I cannot deny the great accomplishments of black Americans, including those who succeeded despite long odds. And goes on to say the following, I'm ending here. Um, she claims, okay, okay, he says, uh, he's talking about socioeconomic status, other factors and so on. He says, Justice Jackson suggests the legacy of slavery and the nature of inherited wealth lingers large, he's saying. Uh, this, she claims, locks blacks into a seemingly perpetual inferior caste. Such a view is irrational. It is an insult to individual achievement and cancerous to young minds seeking to push through barriers rather than consign themselves to permanent victimhood. He is a treasure, Heather. He is such a treasure. And yet, and yet, here's the reaction to Justice Thomas by the NCAA president, Derek Johnson. The worst thing about affirmative action is that it created a Clarence Thomas who benefited for the pro from the program and now is in a position where he's going to deny many young African-American talented individuals an opportunity. NAACP should have said, go ahead. Well, that's outrageous. Uh, it's a smear. And whether or not Thomas did benefit from affirmative action, that should not prevent him from looking at it rationally and seeing whether this is a way to help blacks. It is not. There's Black students pretty much know that they don't have to meet the same standards, uh, that standards will be lowered for them throughout their careers. They should be told to meet the standards. Uh, at this point, there was no mention really in the, any of the opinions about the racial skills gap, the academic skills gaps, but that's what's preventing uh, Harvard from being able to create 10% black student body without vast racial preferences. If, yeah. if Harvard admitted students based on academic skills alone, there would be less than 1% black students at Harvard. That's because the skills gap is so great. Now, those students that wouldn't be admitted to Harvard with racial preferences will instead go okay. to perfectly good that, schools yeah. like yeah. Amherst. Here's the thing though, here's the thing about colleges. They don't, they take all kinds of things into account. They take your, um, how you react in, in life. They take your volunteerism. They take who you are as a person. Uh, to me, a college should be able to take in whoever they want to take in. It, I, I want you in this college. It's like all to me, the government needs to just get out of all things. And the problem is, is with the government saying affirmative action is a great thing. And you can, you can, you can hire and fire and pull people in on the basis of the color of their skin. You've got now this diversity, equity, and, and, and inclusion where you've got businesses that are hiring people and firing people based on the color of their skin. And that's not how you get rid of racism. You actually get rid of it by encouraging people to to be better and be all that God has what called them to be. What if we encouraged all upper and middle class people, regardless of skin color, to be responsible for their children's education mm -hmm. and not use welfare education, which is AKA public school. Mm -hmm. You know, we would have a lot more money to uh, fund these lower income schools that are oftentimes predominantly black mm -hmm. and maybe be able to better prepare them academically. I wonder though, um, on the other side of this, what is the argument then for historically black colleges 
that um excelled no i mean you've got tim scott saying that we that giving more federal funds to, to black colleges yeah so wait a minute harvard doesn't have to admit people on the base of the color of skin but you can have whole colleges that are black colleges are they do they not allow white people are they just is this just a place where kids know if you're black you go here mm -hmm. um a lot of this, I actually have questions about this. I don't have answers for this. Um, I, I have answers. Stop, stop going to college. That's my, but that's not going to solve what the government's doing. I, I tend to agree with you on this. The government just needs to stay out, which is, I guess, what they were attempting to do by stating you cannot judge somebody by the color of their skin, which well, I think that that's, that's the whole basis of the civil rights movement, by the way. You're not supposed to be taking into consider someone's race, whether you admit or don't admit them into anything. So Justice Kagan, uh, she went to Harvard and she dissented. And Harvard is extremely overpriced, cost way too much money. Started out as a ministerial school, by the way. It started out as a school that trained ministers. Education, by and large, I look at this in the, in the big picture, in the big scheme of things. Me too. To come away with a Harvard education or a Yale education used to mean that you were trained in the ways of God to serve him for Christ, in Christ, loving Jesus. And the farther and farther we get away from that, the more you get into the weeds, I feel like with a lot of two different sects of people arguing, and I'm standing on the outside. Um, and I really have a cool clip here from Jordan Peterson talking about the Prussian model and how education was even uh, conceived based on the Prussian model. Will you um, play this? I love, I really do enjoy Jordan Peterson. I'm not gonna lie. I did some investigation into the derivation of the American, North American, European for that matter, public education system and found out that it was based on the Prussian model. Mm -hmm. And the Prussians produced a universal education system in the late 1800s because they were afraid they were losing military superiority and they wanted to produce a cadre of mindless obedient soldiers that was expressly the purpose and then that model was adopted by prototypical fascists in the u.s again in the late 1800s this is before mussolini and all of that time corporate types mostly who wanted to produce cadres of obedient workers and that's why the desks are in rows and that's why there's factory bells and that's why it's top-down leadership and but what was really stunning about that wasn't only that that was the model, but it's, it's worse than that because the people who built the schools were consciously aiming at eradicating the will of the students who were part of the system because they wanted them to be obedient. Now, and we've talked about that yes, on our show countless thank times. Thank you. I'm just glad that Jordan Peterson's coming out and saying So this too. whole model that we've had since the late 1800s, that ding that it's constant like ding always going from different class to different class it like yeah. it dis it actually disrupts learning oh absolutely by the way you're just you just get into it mm -hmm. and you're starting to really dig into something at 40 minutes up get up move it's like it's a torture chamber yeah so i actually have this thread uh by matt bateman on education he says the problems of education are hard and routinely underestimated and were misconceived. Education is different than learning. 
Education requires, amongst other things, uh, instructional design, which startup folks often don't get, and quality educators are hard to scale. It's hard to make money in education. Trillions of dollars slosh around, but it's mostly locked up behind school districts and universities. Um, He says that uh, PK-12 education is intertwined with daycare function, which is, again, hard to scale and which, again, most startup types don't think or care about much. Uh, most entrepreneurial types got a fairly circumcised value from whatever education they got, and they have a hard time understanding what's involved in mass market education. The existence of public schools not only traps capital and energy behind a bureaucracy, it also displaces responsibility from the customer and thereby destroys customer knowledge. Education is a very young field. It's so young that a lot of the fruits that seem low-hanging are actually pretty high-hanging. It's primarily an innovation problem, not an access problem. Uh, the applic- And he's basically saying, he says, education is philosophical, political, value-laden in ways that most startups, he's talking about what you would do and it's with a startup educational model for entrepreneurs uh to be in education is to go to war the theaters math gun control literacy religion race the science of everything sex history uh discipline etc um when you're looking at education and to me education is and he says it's very labor intensive and we don't understand that education and learning should be hands-on should be in the field, should be done by people who know God, who love God. And so I am not going to fight over federal dollars of who gets federal dollars to go to stinking atheist secular Harvard or secular humanist universities of Berkeley or California. I don't care. I all What I care about is that you come out from amongst them and you get out of their systems. Okay. And with the internet right now, for better or for worse, you can get almost any kind of education that you need. Now, granted, I believe we need some Christian doctors, and it's very helpful to have some Christians who have a uh, who have a who have passed the the, the stupid bar. But I'm not going to do it. Um, and so there's a there's a lot of intricacies to the to these um, different rulings, and the right tends to play the fiddle. Why, when the left goes down. So the right is playing the fiddle, so excited that um, that the Supreme Court has struck down Joe Biden's $430 billion student loan forgiveness. Neither of these particular cases stand out to me particularly. The one that I'm the most concerned with is this Supreme Court case for the Christian web designer. Well, just to, to round off the Joe Biden thing, first of all, he does not have an executive power right. to then um, deal in finances like that. Okay, Trump right. couldn't even get how much did he want for the wall down here? How, how much did Trump four want billion. for the wall? Four billion. All right, so Joe Trump couldn't get could not get four billion dollars for the wall that had to go through the House and the mm-hmm. Senate, but Joe Biden with his little pen and executive order gets to somehow spend four hundred and thirty billion dollars. And when I say spend, that's what it means to forgive a debt that's supposed to come in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but again, to Leah's point, I don't even believe in federal 
uh, back student loans. The federal government should never have anything to do with funding anything like that. No, and these and these people are now back backed into a corner again. Uh, if you know anybody, if you've taken out a student loan, federal student loan, these are high interest loans and you're stuck with them for the rest of your life and they will garner your wages. Why aren't these people just straight up angry that they were seduced into getting into essentially an in-get outable debt yeah. for an education that most people don't even use their degree in what they do in their everyday there job. There are 40 million Americans carrying student loan debt and now they have to start paying those down. So what what's going to happen so to- So what happened in the meantime? So Joe g- gives this executive order did everybody get a notification that yeah. everything's written off? Yeah. I, and now they get a notification that it's no longer written off or what? Yeah. Can yeah. They do that? Yeah. I guess so. This is this is the crazy part. I personally know people who have had who who Because who, if something at the grocery store no, I mean, I've seen they gotta uphold the price. If you get a letter that says your debt's forgiven, I don't know how they can ever get family, that. Family, there's a lot of families. I've seen letters to families. Thanks to Joe Biden, you don't owe ten thousand dollars anymore. But I just don't see how they can then go back on that, though. I think that I can see how maybe they would go forward with it, but oh. not go back on what they've already told people. I don't see how they can he do did, that. He couldn't legally do it. So wow. with a pen and a phone, I guess you could do it. So when you account for the size of the debt outstanding, the impact on personal spending in the future is significant. The analysis is based on federal student loan data for the aggregate of $1.4 trillion balance across 40.5 uh, million borrowers. Um, utilizing a 10-year payment period with a 5.8 interest rate, the bank calculates an approximate, approximate $390 a month payment across the cohorts. Compared to a median pre-tax personal income of about $57,000, this payment represents an approximate 8% headwind on monthly income. In aggregate, this amounts to an additional or rather original as the payments were there and then three years ago they just stopped. $15.8 billion in monthly payments for federal student loans affecting approximately 15.5% of the U.S. adult population or 32% of 25 to 34 year olds. This is a significant amount of money consumers have retained to spend on other things, about $400 a month, 34% of young people that are going to have to start paying these down. Uh, the thing of it is, is you can't, def- you're not, you cannot default on these like you can right. from a credit card right? or, and there's no collateral to be taken back. There's like, you can't take your education back. Yeah. So they literally will just garner your wages uh, for so for pe- what this forever. zero hedge article is claiming, and I believe rightly so, causing these people to then start repaying these back will. Uh, well, if you think about the, it, the path to recession. So over thirty nine months, that's been uh, about fifteen thousand dollars that these people have not had to pay back. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's imagine that you know, and they went into debt knowing it. Now I want you guys to see this. This is hilarious. A former congressional candidate complained about her student loan. She made $450,000 last year. And this is, you can see um, this, but uh, she says, let me find it. She says, in 2012, I graduated from Forham Law School with $180,000 in student loan debt. I've been paying this down for 11 years, even paid two of them off completely. In 2023, her balance is $260,000. Or two hundred six. So I don't she, understand. She owes this. more now because of interest than she but did. But she says when she's she took paid off two completely. 
And she's been paying for 11 years. Interest is, will bite you in the booty. But other people are saying, you need Dave Ramsey, or you're not good at math. Sorry. Um... I would like to see how, as a lawyer and who making forty four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, how did she not pay off her debt? So no one feels sorry for you, ma'am, because the rest of the world is living on like sixty five thousand dollars a year and struggling to get by as a two income family. So, um, but, and, and, and she where had, are you living? What are you doing? Because literally your, you could all live on your salary and your husband's salary in a year could pay off your, your student loan. She literally just relocated. She, in 2022, she moved to a new district in a million dollar home. So I bet she's regretting the tweet. I don't, I, I, probably don't understand um it, it appears that she was at a slightly cheaper law school than transferred to Forham. she played the transfer game during the undergrad as well uh, if you want a prestigious university on your diploma especially if your goal is to add into politics rather than find gainful employment in the field of your degree be ready for a price tag that goes along with it um and she bought a 1.4 for 1.1 million dollar home and she still is is paying down these loans. So obviously she's not good with math. I would not hire her to be your lawyer. That's insane. $180,000 for a law degree. So she paid for that. She paid to Listen, have... Listen, Linda says, I think she'll be okay over there on DLive. Uh, Minkle says, um, it's an 8% interest rate, more than a home. We are debt-free except for my student loans. I'll be paying starting in August. Mm. Student loans are uh, Hang on, wait. So he, Minkle says, hey, the letter came that I have to start paying it back. It came before the decision. I was tricked into thinking that my education would change my life. I was the first in my family to go to college. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I know this affects a lot of people. And um, these the interest rates, this is what I don't understand about the federal loan interest rates. It's a federal loan. Nobody cares. Keep it at zero. Pay it back. Why? Why is there interest? Why is there federal interest on your loans? Anyways, it's it's. Why it's, is the government? Because you know why? Because they had to borrow that money from China, so they got to pay it. Wicked Psych says if a large percentage of graduates can't earn a living comparable to their debt, the student, the the school should be on the hook for the loan, not the taxpayers. Mm. Uh, Donna Bo Libby says tiny violins are playing for this politician. Wicked Sykes says all the professors and administration that think college should be free should volunteer their time to teach. Mingle says the government practices usury. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, it really does. So, you know, how do you guys feel about Ron DeSantis? Tim Pool Close that one. Uh, has not been a fan and I can kind of understand why. Actually, before we go on to that, go ahead and play this. This is a professor talking about admission. This 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 Supreme Court ruling is going to spool, spill over to other things like hiring and firing. So this is Berkeley Law School Dean Erwin Chemerinsky explains how he has secretly enacted a policy of racial discrimination in faculty hiring, which is actually illegal in California. And he says... 
you you just don't tell people that's what you're doing. Then why would you say it to anyone? Because everyone has a video camera, you dummy. What I mean by unstated affirmative action is, what if the college or university doesn't tell anybody, doesn't make any public statements, but still wants to? I'll give you an example from our law school, but if ever I'm deposed, I'm going to deny I said this to you. Um, when we do faculty hiring, we're quite conscious that diversity is important to us. And we say diversity is important, it's fine to say that. But I'm very careful when we have a faculty appointments committee meeting. Anytime somebody says, you know, we should really prefer this candidate or this candidate because this person would add diversity, don't say that. You can think it, you can vote it, but our discussions are not privileged. So don't ever articulate that that's what you're doing. Well, that works more easily with regard to faculty hiring. With regard to student admissions, it becomes more difficult because it's a statistical measure. What I mean by... Mm. He said the quiet thing out loud. Dude, you're being videoed. What is wrong with you? I can't even imagine the, the, the stupidity on this. And that's honestly what I kept thinking. I'm, you know, okay, they strike down affirmative action. Okay, no funding. Mm -hmm. But there's really not anything to stop these colleges from doing it in some yeah, they're underhanded way. In some underhanded way. I, 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 absolutely. All right. So let's go to Jay Sekulow uh, talking about the Supreme Court ruling on the free speech with the web designer. Opinion about 15 minutes from now on whether a state government could force a Christian website designer to provide services for the creation of content that promotes same-sex weddings. With us now, Matt Sharp is representing the Colorado-based website designer, Lori Smith, who's at the heart of the case, by the way. So thank you so much for taking the time. Jordan Sekulow is also with us. He's the executive director of American Center for Law and Justice. Matt, again, your firm is the one at the heart of this SCOTUS case. Could you make your final argument to the viewers and what you're anticipating today? Well, Lori Smith is a talented graphic designer that serves everyone. But when deciding what messages to create, she looks at what the message is, not who the person is. But unfortunately, Colorado was misusing its laws to force her to speak messages that violate her beliefs about marriage. So we're hopeful the court is going to affirm that our Constitution protects against the government forcing any of us to speak a message or support something that violates our core beliefs and convictions. And Jordan, I want to go to you. Just a very basic question here. You know, you're watching these cases come out. This sure. one here today, in terms of uh, again the web designer, you, you can't help but to think about the cake baker uh, again years ago. Um, in that instance, not wanting to create a cake for again same-sex couples, citing religious sure. beliefs. Do you expect to see the same here? And and how does relig religion play in this case? Yeah, I hope so. And we actually, ACLJ filed a brief, an amicus brief in support of the designers. So we, again, agree with the position. Uh, and, and this idea that there are big companies like hotels, restaurants, that are places of public accommodation. Okay. They don't get to make these kind of decisions. But when you're talking about an individual, small business, web designer, which is in a form, kind of a, a form of art, uh, it, it, we kind of compare it to, would you, with the Supreme Court, force a, a black-owned dry cleaner to dry clean KKK uniforms? Would they force a kosher butcher to also provide pork? And the answer is oh, no. thanks, Mom. And that should okay, be the... You guys can hear it, but you can't see it. Patriot Gallery is like, it's not showing. I'll at least turn it on. Since you heard it, I'm not going to, like, replay it. 
same application here is that uh, people still can, especially in a small business setting in an, in an individual like this who is, again, looking at the message, uh, should be able to decide what clients they take on and what clients they don't take on. And that's actually not that strange in the world of law. That's not that strange in the world of business or, or consulting is that sometimes uh, a, cl a person comes yes. to you and you decide, you know what, this is not the right client for me. This is not the right case for me to take on. So you should be able to do that as a lawyer will won't take your case based on certain certain nobody should ever have to take something uh take on a case that requires them to um go against their belief system just for me but for all of us whether you share my beliefs or completely disagree with them free speech is for everyone we have our first openly gay governor in the nation here in colorado and so i stand proud of how colorado has committed to equality and treating everyone in a way that is fair and just. So what about Christians, though? What about a Christian and a Christ the Christian's belief? Here's uh, Professor This is a moment. Uh, Turley here, Jonathan Turley. This victory for free speech. I've been following this case since it was from the Tenth Circuit. Uh, and the Tenth Circuit gave a full-throated endorsement of the right of this Colorado commission to force this website uh, designer not only to take these uh, contracts, but also to take down statements on her own website about her religious beliefs. Uh, Justice what? Gorsuch uh, has said that that is all unconstitutional. I cannot uh, express uh, how important mm -hmm. this case is for the First Amendment. For years, many of us have argued that the court was approaching these cases wrongly. In the Masterpiece Cake Shop case that you referred to, the court took an exit ramp and actually threw him back to this commission. And that guy languished there for years, uh, trying to defend his religious rights. Many of us have argued that these cases should not be religion clause cases, but free speech cases. And what happened here is that the court could have considered both issues, but refused the religion clause claim and said that they were only going to look at free speech. And this is why. That yeah. is so important. Looking at this as a free speech issue. Um, this is this is a, a great victory. Jonathan Turley says we have the decision. It's um, 303 creative and it is written by Gorsuch. It's a victory for free, free speech. So. The majority opinion in this case was written by Neil Gorsuch, who issued the Hobby Lobby decision uh, as an appellate judge and often writes for the court in religious liberty cases. The dissent was written by Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who basically ruled there is no freedom of speech and there is no freedom of religion. So the case picks up the argument over the First Amendment of the same-sex marriage uh, court, where, which led off, uh, which um, the court left off in the Masterpiece Cake Shop case. They didn't actually... Um, go this far in, in 2018 when the court sided with the Christian baker who did not want to prepare a cake for a same-sex wedding. It was very interesting. Did you hear those two women say, oh, they ruled against the baker? No, the court ruled in favor of the baker. Yeah. He didn't have to make the, the gay sex wedding cake. That decision was largely on procedural grounds, and the court left open the question of whether the state could compel the baker's participation. Guys, Colorado needs some help. They are really want to Speaking go after Speaking of Colorado, and this is just, again, I love that we have our show so I can vent my own personal thoughts that I have throughout the day. You know, I hear a lot of times from people, they're like, Colorado is so beautiful. I love Colorado. Like, Colorado is just in my heart. Like, I just love Colorado. I have never been to Colorado. 
I have zero desire to ever go to Colorado and I can't explain it other than this. I feel such a demonic force from that state over yeah. like to me, yeah. I put it up there with California and yeah. New York. Kind of California. I actually thing. have less desire to go to Colorado than California. If, if and not because of beaches. I just mean from a demonic satanic thing. So there is something if you like going to Colorado, please don't take offense to this. I don't mean it that way. I just need to voice to some people that like, when y'all, when people come and tell me, I just love Colorado. We go to my family goes to Colorado all the time. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there literally like glazed over. Like I cannot imagine ever wanting to go to that state. I would love to go to Colorado. I love mountains. I love There's mountains, mountains all over there's America. Really not, no, there's not. Okay. Not like, there are beautiful can mountains. Can I finish my statement? I went to Montana. It <laughs> Can I finish my statement? Go on ahead. You didn't even let me finish. Okay. So I would love to go to Colorado. I have, I've wanted to go to Colorado. I've wanted to hike. Uh, I think it's beautiful. However, I don't want to go to Colorado because of what you're talking about. When I think of Colorado right I now go, today, I get sick to my stomach. Yeah. I want to puke. Uh, there are whole gay enclaves in Colorado. The left has taken over Colorado on purpose. Okay, it's elitism. There are so it's, many demons in Colorado. I don't even know, guys. They have taken over God's beauty and nature. And until yes. you kick them out, I don't want to go. Me neither. All right. So uh, go back to Gorsuch. The First Amendment protects an individual's right to speak his mind, regardless of whether the government considers his speech sensible and well-intentioned or deeply misguided and likely to cause anguish or incalculable grief. Equally, the First Amendment protects acts of expression, expressive association. Generally, too, the government may not compel a person to speak its own preferred messages, nor does it matter whether the government seeks to compel a person to speak its message when he would prefer to remain silent or to force an individual to include other ideas with his own speech that he would prefer not to include. All that offends the First Amendment just the same. Consider what a contrary approach would mean. Under Colorado logic, the government may compel anyone who speaks to pay on a given topic to accept all commissions on that same topic, no matter the underlying message, if the topic somehow implicates a customer's statutorily uh, protected trait. Taken seriously, that principle would allow the government to force all manner of artists, speechwriters, and others whose services involve speech to speak what they do not believe or pay uh, on pain of penalty. The government could require an unwilling Muslim movie director to make a film with a Zionist message or an atheist muralist to accept a commission celebrating evangelical zeal. So as long as they would make films or murals or other members of the public with different messages, equally, the government could not force a male website designer married to another man to design websites for an organization that advocates against same-sex marriage. Of course, abiding the Constitution's commitment to the freedom of speech means all of us will encounter ideas we consider unattractive, misguided, or even hurtful. But tolerance, not coercion, is our nation's answer. And this is absolutely what I don't, this is what I don't understand. Can you compel somebody to make a movie for you? No. Can you just go to somebody who makes movies and says, make this movie for me? No. This is, none of this makes sense to me. Unless you are narrowed in in your mind and you're, and it's, it's, it's a diabolical thing, okay, of any message. There's so much in life that we do that is creative and you can't compel somebody to create us. Can you go to a songwriter and say, write me a song about Jesus if you're a Muslim 
Can you tell, can you go to a songwriter and ask them to write you a song, period? No, if you're a commission person and you're taking on something creative, you look at it and you even, can you even do it? That's, that's the case. That's the case. That is the case. Um, this week, and I don't know if we're, I think we can show this on Facebook, but you know what? I think we've been on Facebook long enough. We're going to say goodbye to Facebook. All right. But before we do, I'm going to grab the link for Rumble and drop it over here in the Facebook chat for you guys. Um, you guys can sidle over to Rumble. But before we say goodbye to Facebook, reminder that um, we are going to be this coming week, the third, fourth, and fifth for the Remnant Revolution Tour that's coming to Cincinnati. If you want free tickets, please go to resistancechicks.com. Click on the... Um, the Remnant Revolution Tour comes to Cincinnati, little tab right there, and fill out the form. We will provide your ticket to come with us to see the Sound of Freedom on the 4th of July. July. One fifteen. All right. The entire event is free, aside for the things that we're actually going to enter into. You don't even you don't have to go. If you don't want to go into the Underground Railroad Railroad Museum, it's like sixteen bucks. You don't have to come. The parking to Memorial Park, I think, when we go with Krista Elisha up in Oxford, I think the parking is like six bucks. Aside from those types of things. Being a part of this with us is completely free. So on Monday night, we are going to go and hand out tickets to see the Sound of Freedom. And we want you guys to come with us. So if you haven't already made your decision to come, please, please pray about it. If you live anywhere within driving distance to come, we want you guys to be a part of this with us. We're really, really excited about it. But that being said, even if you can't join us, you can go and see the Sound of Freedom in theaters in a theater near you. So I want to encourage you guys to go and get tickets, hand them out, give them to people, invite other people to come with you. Now is the time to reach out to your neighbors and say, hey, would you like to go see a movie with me? Our neighbors did. Literally, early on, we had this event in the works, but before it was kind of settled, they were like, hey, do you want to come and see The Sound of Freedom with us? Like, that's a real neighbor. Go be neighborly and invite your neighbors. Come on, man. All right, we're going to say goodbye to Facebook. I don't think we have anything else. Um, we don't need to do any kind of ads if you don't want to. Nope. Right now, we'll do them later. Let's just pop through some of these headlines. All right, let's start over here at the left. The video uh, source, uh, this is in Eagle Pass, shows a border patrol actually cutting through razor wire placed by the state of Texas to allow migrants to enter and be processed after crossing illegally. Uh, Texas... Uh, Department of, uh, what is that, the DPS, that's the Department of Public Safety, uh, says that this is the first time they know of this happening and that it's being looked into for potential destruction of Texas property. The federal government's position is that once migrants are on U.S. soil under U.S. law, they need to be processed and cannot be repelled or turned away. Uh, it looks like you may not have that one up. I thought they had. I thought you did. Um, let's go over here. It has been retweeted. So you want to scroll down and just, you can uh, play that while I'm talking about it. It's so crazy. Yeah. So the federal government position is that once the migrants here are on U.S. soil, under U.S. law, they need to be processed and cannot be repelled or turned away. Texas is taking a much different approach uh, and has been physically blocking migrants under the orders of uh, Texas uh, Governor Greg Abbott. The uh, Texas Department of Public Safety uh, tells uh, us that the location this video was shot at is private property and that they have permission from the owner to lay down razor wire and arrest migrants for criminal trespassing. This Border Patrol agent is likely just doing what he's been told, but this will likely lead to more friction between Texas and the feds who have drastically different approaches at the border. 
So just cutting razor wire and, and just letting them in. Speaking of human trafficking, yeah, there are people that are motivated mm -hmm. to bring humans across the border for Absolutely. nefarious purposes. Speaking of that, so we're going to talk about now that we're off of Facebook about these diabolical pride parades that went on last weekend. Jim Caviezel has weighed in talking about the pride parades, and he says. There is no justification for bringing children to these places. May God protect these innocent children, he said on, the, on the, in his Twitter page. Uh, the thin red line actor later responded to a viral video that had drag queens and fellow supporters, some of whom were topless, shouting, we're here, we're queer, and we are coming for your children. Now, I tried uh, before. There, there, there's, a, there's a part to this video that... Um, has a kind of a topless woman with just tape over her chest. If you um, do not want to see this, just look away. But I am going to play this video. We are what Leah was saying is children. she tried to find the footage of this. And I tried to uh, play this in a way that kind of was a little bit more um, censored. But yeah, let's play this video here on my profile. Okay. They are coming for your children. Do we need this article again? Um, I'm going to leave it up, but you can take it down. Okay. You retweeted it? You just got to go to my profile. Okay. Thought I was there. Watch that once, and if you didn't want to watch it, you didn't have to watch it. Uh, I warned you ahead of time. We're here, we're queer, and we are coming for your children. We are. They so are, that was the most kosher video that you could find. That was one of them. I tried. No, what I tried to do was 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 follow that chick so that she didn't have to. to that is actually. There are full naked dudes all over Twitter in these pride parades, and I'm talking full naked. Every single naked piece out so there. So Twitter allows nudity. Twitter allows that nudity. Well, and I guess those oh those are technically covered with the with the X's. Oh, they are covered. Yes. Okay. She wasn't topless. Top. I, she was topless. Let's she, not sugarcoat it. No, she was definitely topless. There was no top there. Yes, they are coming for your children. That that was a bunch the, of the demons. Message. Says James on Rumble. Um. Yeah, absolutely demonic. So I want to go over a little bit more what um, Jim Caviezel was talking about. Let's cleanse our minds. Yeah. From that. So they were shouting, "Coming for children!" during the annual New York City Drag March. That mar the march, which occurred as Pride Month comes to a close, took place Friday in the East Village as those taking par part made their way to the West Village. Caviezel um, spoke out against it. He is. Um, he says. When uh, we force sexuality upon young children, we harm their development, we harm children, we harm families, and when that happens, society suffers. He followed that up, noting that research has shown that human brains are not fully developed until 25 or older. Thus, the brains of small children are simply too underdeveloped to deal with issues related to sexuality. Uh, the recent Pride March comes amidst many events that have taken place during June, which have proved more controversial than in the years past. So we had the Los Angeles Dodgers had the Pride Night pregame with the Sisters of Indulgence, and they were doing their um, 
uh, drag queer dancing on a crucifix with Jesus on the cross. We had a group of... Trust uh, me, that wasn't Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've got this. It's the... Um, the truth is... The radical Rainbow Mafia is the nastiest group of hateful, intolerant bigots in the Western world. Um, this is posted by Leatherworth, who is actually gay. They hide behind a shield of oppression and victimhood, but the truth is, no other demographic is more privileged. And I'm actually going to play this guy's um, video here. I think it might be him. It's one of them. Could you bring this video up? This one? No. No. Here it this is. One. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all, but if I hear one more person say that the reason conservatives are hating on pride is because they're homophobic, I'm gonna lose it. This here is a picture of a bunch of adults celebrating pride with children in a fountain where clothing is optional. This here is an old man twerking in his underwear in front of children during the parade. It's not homophobic to say that pride is about celebrating degeneracy and sexual activity more than it is about love and acceptance because that's exactly what it is now. And the worst part about it is that people who don't know better not okay, to afford- You can stop that. All right, so yeah, go ahead and play the Sodom and Gomorrah one has the naked genitalia covered up. There is one booty. You're I'm, kidding. I'm letting you know one booty thing. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Somebody worked very hard to do something that I couldn't do, which is put the blocks. You're playing it again. Um, this is evil. It's it satanic. is demonic. And they decided to do something this year. They decided we're going all out. And you know what? I believe that this is. Here's the deal, guys. I've said this before, and I wish I found this. I wish I had the memory of other people that can remember chapter and verses of, and things of scriptures. But there is a scripture in the Bible that says that when the devil is raging, it's because the God is that God is on the move. That's not. I'm paraphrasing That's that. True. Okay. God is on the move with the yeah. Sound of Freedom film. Yes. This is going to expose all of the perverse sexual exploitation of society we had we just recently did the video on the return of the gods right the demonic uprising it's demonic and you have to say the lord rebuke you you can't just you what i i said this with andrea on the phone today our great patriot pastor friend i said they have to come out and expose themselves as who they are and what this does People drew the line at this. Everybody knows that you cannot go naked in front of children. Like the whole like homosexual, blah, 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 blah. But the children, like with the sex trafficking and with the drag and with all these different things and with the, the transgender agenda, that's when normal people who aren't really Christian, who aren't really religious, get religious real fast. But I want you, the point that, and that's really good. The point that I want to make is when we watch these clips, 
We want to go, oh my gosh, look how bad the world's getting. Instead of going, wow, God must be on the move if the devil is is working that hard. And because the devil is as hard as God goes, the devil's going to try to meet it. And it's always oh, God so on the offensive. Because let me explain something to you guys. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. The devil has been defeated. It is finished. Now, it is our job to expand the kingdom of God, which means that we are going into the devil's territory and we are taking it back. And so that means that every time you see the heathen rage, it is because the kingdom of God is advancing. And so that's when you press harder. That's when you go faster. That's when you go more and you don't go, wow, look how bad things are getting. You go, whoa, what the heck is God doing? And how can I be a part of it? That's what we need to recognize is going on. Yeah. Because I hear it all the time. Look how bad the world's getting. And I go, wait a minute, because where I sit, more salvations are coming in now than the, than have in the past like 100 years. We are seeing 30,000 salvations happen every single day in China. Mm -hmm. We are seeing the gospel spread in Muslim countries like has never been seen before. God is on the move in a very mighty and righteous way. And the only reason why people in America aren't seeing it the way that the rest of the world is seeing how hard God is moving is because we are still took, hooked up to the teat of the world and all the world's things that we want instead of focusing on God. And I will add to it this. Am I allowed to call names on my show? Every once in a while I have to, and I, I don't, I won't, I guess I won't. We are so hooked to watching shows that are so focused on the negative, 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 and they never bring in what God is doing. They never bring in the good news because the good news doesn't sell. The good news doesn't do big clips. Maybe they'll cover the Supreme Court win here. Maybe they'll cover this, but they're not covering where the kingdom of God is advancing on a scale like, like never been seen, at least in a, our lifetime, for sure. Because those clips actually make a change. And I am so sick and tired of the people that only want to cover the bad news. Mm -hmm. Listen, we cover it from an angle that we have to talk about it. Yeah. We have to expose it. What is the answer and what is God doing? Yeah. If you're watching programs that don't do that, why? Yeah. Okay. There are so many other programs out there that you can watch. You can watch Amanda Grace. You can watch the Kingdom Roundtable. You can watch Corey Gay's... Um, Kingdom Business Lifestyle, like you can watch so many programs that are focusing on what God is doing instead of the hyper focus on what the devil's doing. Like you said earlier, we're more focused, we're more afraid of, of the devil than we are of God. And we do need to fear God and we need to fear the wrath of God. And the wrath of God is going to come on these individuals when we start standing up and when we start speaking out. Yes. But the Christian church right now has been so on the sidelines. When it came to gay marriage, people were so wishy-washy on it. They didn't understand. They didn't understand what was on the other side of it, but a few people did. And this is from the Federalist. Of course, the slope was slippery. As naked men parade in front of kids at pro and pride marchers chant, we're coming for your children, a few LGBT activists are beginning to worry that things have gone too far. For example, Andrew Sullivan, an early and ardent advocate for same-sex marriage, is unhappy about reaping what he has sown and should be. From sterilizing and mutilizing children via gender-affirming care to flashing children at pride festivals, the LGBT movement is proving social conservatives right. Sullivan is repulsed and worried 
worried about a backlash, but he still denies any responsibility for the fruits of his labor. He argues his ideas didn't needn't lead to the illiberalism and radicalization that his side is indulging in. He is adamant that we could have, however uneasily, agreed to live and let live if the LGBT movement had taken his advice and closed up shop after its legal victories. He insists, there is no slope in the case that I made. There is a clear line. Former legal equality alongside cultural and social freedom on all sides. He is wrong. Same-sex marriage was always a radical project with implica implications for all of society, which is why there is a direct line from Sullivan's case for it to uh, for for it to the extremism he now deplores. Same-sex marriage reduces the differences between men and women to a matter of personal sexual preference rather than a fundamental uh, ontological one upon which civilization is based. If the sex binary doesn't matter in marriage, it doesn't matter anywhere. Instead of a lifelong covenant that unites two halves of the human race in a relationship that provides for the future of the human race, marriage was redefined as the mere real recognition of an indefinite and androgynous pairing of whatever your sexual fantasy is. The collapse of the older understanding of marriage began before the LGBT movement, but the triumph of same-sex marriage sealed it. As Pastor Hans Fien has put it, expecting that same-sex marriage would have no significant social effects is like blowing up the Hoover Dam expecting that Lake Mead to move only a few inches. And so, less than a decade after the Supreme Court invented a constitutional right to same-sex marriage, men think that they can be women, women think that they can be men, doctors are amputating healthy breasts from increasing numbers of troubled adolescent girls, and our leaders from Biden on down are cheering them on. Evils such as this were baked into the arguments used to establish same-sex marriage. Marriage. In particular, the claim that people are born this way, that LGBT identities are intrinsic and immutable, ensured that dissenters would be persecuted and children would be groomed into rainbow identities. However, though the mantra of born this way was a public relations triumph, it was false. The research on the gay gene quietly ended in failure a few years ago. The experiences of same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria are often fluid and felt with varying intensity. The causes are diverse and complex that these feelings and desires may be unchosen does not mean that they are determined at birth or that environmental or psychological factors play no role. Nonetheless, the lie of born this way enabled the hijacking of the civil rights laws to serve the LGBT sexual perverse agenda, which ensured that opponents of the LGBT sexual perverse agenda movement were not only de defamed as the equivalent of racist, but that the enormous state power used to break segregation would be deployed against us. And so every wedding cake artist and photographer must bow before the state enforced metaphysical doctrine that sex is irrelevant and to the meaning of marriage and the dogmas of gender identity demand that women and even little girls must get comfortable with males ogling and flashing them in what used to be female only spaces. Worse still, the false doctrine of born this way demands the grooming of other people's children into rainbow identities. After all, if we are born with our sexual orientation and gender identity fixed for life, then some children are necessarily born into the rainbow elect. Affirming these identities is seen as essential to their flourishing, for their sexual self is seen as the authentic self. Therefore, in order for the children born into the LGBT elect to live as their true selves, they must learn who they really are. And because we do not know which children are born with a rainbow identity until they tell us, then all children must be taught about sexual orientation and gender identity as young as possible and encouraged to explore any hints of rainbow identity. Of course, because born 
this way is a lie. The result has been a surge in children and young adults claiming to be LGBT. Consequently, we are now debating whether public schools should encourage children to transition and then hide it from their parents and whether the government should take children away from their parents who don't form a child's transgender identity. Somehow love wins has become a mandate to seize children from their parents and cut their body parts off. These evils show that those social conservatives have been defeated. We have been vindicated. And there is more than the logic of social and legal revolution at work here. What religious conservatives understood and what almost everyone else overlooked is that sin stays hungry. Whoa. Indulging and endorsing the falsehoods that the, about the nature of marriage and sex and what it means to be embodied as a man and a woman of God made in the image of God only leads to more lies and more injuries. If the cause of same-sex marriage has been righteous, we might have seen a result like that Sullivan imagines, that matters instead have gone the wrong way, gone so wrong so quickly, should prompt us to look to where we went astray. This reevaluation will often be uncomfortable, for the premises of the LGBT movement are derived from the sexual revolution as a whole. Come on. And that implicates almost all all of us whoa the same-sex marriage was not the top of the slippery slope it was just a point where it got steeper the slide began with the effort to separate sex and its pleasures from the obligation and commitment the lie that we could separate sex from marriage wow! and marriage from the natural family of mother and father and children this is of course a perennial temptation but the wealth and technological powers pr prowess of our age made it seem less harmful than it did in less prosperous times that lacked the pill and the penicillin but money and technology are poor substitutes for virtue and justice. So we have to we have kept sliding down the slope. Same-sex marriage accelerated this, building on past lies and adding new ones. It also prevents recovery insofar as it institutionalizes lies about sex, marriage, and family. Truth must be the foundation of every any effort to rebuild a healthy sexual and family culture. And that will require rejecting the government dogmas, declaring that men and women are sexually and relationally interchangeable subject only to the sovereign whim of adult preference and this goes back thank you nathaniel blake nathaniel blake senior contributor to the federalist awesome filled with the power of god and i would add this go watch our interview with dr alan keys because it's powerful because this is what he's talking about in the beginning god created them in the beginning he created them male and he created them female and he said one thing to them. He said, be fruitful and multiply. He put a man together and he put a woman together and he put them together in a marriage. And he said, make me some babies. And any time a sexual relationship outside of the committed covenant of God is diabolical and sinful and harmful to yourself, harmful to your mind. And it starts in your mind, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, which is why Jesus Christ himself said, even if you look at a woman to lust after her, pluck out gosh darn eye out. And because if you don't, you could be facing eternity in hell. Do you understand this namby-pamby Christianity of grace, 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 grace is not what Jesus himself taught. He said, if you lust after a woman, you're probably going to go to hell because it's the same as adultery and adultery sends you to hell. Now, you can ask for forgiveness and you should. You don't need to be living in lust. Oh, men just look. Oh, women. Just no.
Men are endowed with the power of God inside of them. And when they look at a woman, they should be in talking, thinking about Jesus and what God's calling is for them. Was, was Paul lusting after women? Was Jesus lusting after women? The ministry of God, and I'm telling you, pastors, step aside. Because y'all lusted after people in your congregation. And not a lick of you need to be standing in front of that pulpit. Because you're all full of sin and diabolical demons and y'all can't be casting them out when you got them yourself. And I will say this, that movie Casting Out Demons by John Locke, he's got him himself. Greg, he left his, Greg, Greg Locke. Greg Locke, Greg Locke's got him himself. He lusted after his church secretary and divorced his wife. So don't you be listening to Greg Locke. Because he goes and he preaches a big preach. But you know what he's doing? He's doing the same thing Andrew Tate is doing. Uh-oh. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate started his rise to famedom. He was a boxer and a MMA fighter. And he wasn't making any money. And he got an idea. I'm going to get five girlfriends I have from around the world. I'm going to get them and I'm going to teach them how to set up a camera and, and show their naked body in a way that I didn't know women would ever do. For money. And he had 70 girls in the UK doing online porn. And he was taking a big cut of that. And he was doing illegal things. And he went to Romania where it was, it's legal at 14. Because he didn't want to be brought up on rape charges. It's legal at 14 to have a webcam on a little girl. What's going on in Romania, by the way? Don't tell me that Andrew Tate is any more righteous than Jeffrey Epstein because he went to a country where doing the exact same thing that Jeffrey Epstein was doing with 14-year-old girls is actually legal on their books. Because before God... He is every bit as much of a sinner. So anyone out there that defends Andrew Tate, don't talk to me. I don't got time for you. I don't have time for you. He, he drives around. You would around, defend Jeffrey Epstein. He drives around in a Maserati and all these fancy cars and has all this money. Because he took all this money from these girls doing online porn. He is a sex trafficker. It's called trafficking in sex. Um, uh, Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch went on one of these online Twitter spaces and called out. There's another. Guys do this. These guys pimp people out. They're like, I just go and I find these girls. Some of them who already have these little uh, OnlyFans. And they teach them how to make more money. They teach them how. What are they doing to make more money? They're taking a picture. They're, they're text. They, 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 you, you subscribe to these OnlyFans girls. These men do. These absolutely soulless men who have no goals and, and, and no living. They're, they're not even human beings who would subscribe to an, uh, an OnlyFans girl's account. And so they'll, she'll say, I need some money to go get my hair done or my nails done. And I'll send you a, a, a picture. So, a, so a hundred, like 10 guys will send her a hundred bucks. She makes a thousand dollars. And then she sends a picture. Not that all of them have to be naked. And Andrew Tate, would stay up all night sending messages in the voice of girls to men. How perverted and homosexual. Okay. And so he teaches these girls how to manipulate men out of their money. It gets worse. If you guys want to watch our video on Andrew Tate, go to the Gibson girl interviews that we did. I just put Gibson girls in the, um, in our search box on box on resistance chicks and it'll come up the one. I think it's like the second one that we did with them. Was but we Andrew have Tate. taught in my generation, it was MTV. And it was the AIDS thing, and it was um, everybody was sleeping outside of marriage. Everybody was just learning to do that. And I actually have another little article on this. I actually, there is, if you give a, 
if a kid starts smoking cigarettes, they say they can smoke a whole pack and then they might not smoke again. Mm -hmm. That kind of is a thing. And so what's happened with sexuality is people are so tired of it being thrown in their faces to this point that there's a pushback on a um, message that Planned Parenthood has been putting out for years. But now people are finally like, what is wrong with you? So Planned Parenthood uh, has received backlash after posting a tweet declaring virginity is outdated and hurts everyone. And it even has signs like out there that virginity, she, they, they put virginity is a social construct. The post featured a billboard with a further declaration. It's patriarchal. I don't know who needs to hear this, but virginity is a made-up social contract and absolutely has nothing to do with your hymen. And other people are saying groomers. Gays against groomers. Gays against groomers. Once again, Planned Parenthood is gaslighting the youth, this time into thinking virginity doesn't exist and that they should throw it away immediately. Why? Could it be because virgins aren't paying customers to Planned Parenthood? Which is hilarious because these are gays who can't even have children. Okay? Right. Uh, stop telling children they are sexual beings, you groomers. Either you've had sex or you haven't. How is that a social construct? Unethical behavior is so much easier to justify when everything's a social construct. We know you need promiscuity to make money. It's gross. Can I just add for one second that my billboard would say that um, flippant sex or premarital sex is a, a social, social construct. construct. Because most people when they get married, are not virgins anymore. Yeah. Okay? They're a dying breed. Literally. Most people have had sex before they get married. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that's the social construct. You're acting like it's oppressive that the big force of all mankind says, you must be a virgin or you're not a good person. When what the pressure that most people, especially young people, receive is, you must sleep outside of marriage or you're not a good person or you're not evolved. That's the pressure. The pressure in society is... Have you seen movies lately? Anybody raise your hand. I mean, come on. I would venture to say that by and large, even a lot, even a good portion of Resistance Chicks viewers, now, not, I, I, I'm not saying a, a, a majority. It's the majority of all people. So Think it's, that it's not really that big of a deal. Having sex outside It's not a big deal. It's, it's, I did, you know, I didn't. I didn't, praise the Lord. Other people would most, say, most people would be like, I did it. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like, come on. I and mean, I just got married. And, and I got married and we everything's fine. It's not that big of a deal. That is the view of most society. Yeah. Now, it didn't used to be that way. Why? Because people understood that if you give away that most precious gift, you ain't never getting it back. And let me ask you a question. I want to know, and I don't want to know in the chat because I really don't want to know your business. So I really don't want to know, actually. I don't. This is a redundant question. I don't want the answer to. But I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you telling me that there are not partners that you have been with in your past that are not currently the person that you're with that don't come up in your mind and those experiences don't come back up in your mind? Because I can guarantee you that when you have been that intimate with someone, it lasts forever outside of God redeeming you and saving it and making it like it never happened. Because that kind of stuff is on such a molecular level that tattoos itself into every inch of your being. Come on now. Can I get an amen? Because y'all know it's true. 
So what do we do to fix it? You go to God, you repent and you start preaching and you start, listen, Lee and I go and we speak to young people and we, we show them what it is to get a promise ring or to make some sort of any kind of declaration and tell them how valued they are. Start telling young people that saving themselves for marriage is like saving a million bucks in the bank. That's what we need to start preaching because when you have that to offer to your spouse, and you find a spouse that has that same thing to offer or the equivalent, which I would say a rededication, okay? When you have that to offer, that marriage is going to that divine level. Because there is something about saying, I am doing this not because it's it's wrong. You know, yes, it's wrong. I'm doing this because I know it's God's best for me. Why are we not proclaiming that? Because God wants, like Abraham and Sarah is one on one. Isaac and Rebecca, it's one and one. This is such a great point from Christine over here on Rumble. And actually, when you sleep around, you pick up bad energy, I would say demonic forces, uh, from the other partner and their demons. Oh, you just said that. And their demons can attach to you. It goes way deeper than we realize. James says, you are so right, Michelle. You got you got years of getting set free from this garbage. You don't want that for your kids. Don't tell me you're okay. You're, you may be now after years of therapy and, you know, trying to get healed from it and going to Jesus, but it takes time. So God is so good and he has a natural way. And James it, says it's worth a million bucks at least. Aw. Nana says that's why the demon slayers are so busy. Lots of soul ties. If you're one with your spouse, one with them all. Hmm. That's so true. Um, and this is, we are, we're, this is why we're in the midst of a revival. Yes. Because God is reviving marriages. He's healing pasts. Um, we, um, I received a letter from a viewer who was abused and her husband was, um, we're going to read it on air. We told her we would, she wanted us yeah. to, so we'll do a special segment. Her about husband it. was ab abusing her and she ended up getting divorced. And, um, Michelle's thing on marriage set her free from, you know, should I have gotten divorced? Yes. Yes, Absolutely. You're being sexually molested by your husband and he's looking at porn. This is not, that's not a union that God even put together. Right. And for clarity, you can use the word molest even when it's underage. Molest means to accost yeah. someone. So I'm sorry that this particular episode went this way, but it is a setup for sex trafficking and it is. The, the video. So thriving mama says you also pick up STDs that could give you and your spouse cancer someday. That's true. Ruth Mill says virginity is the greatest gift to one another. No baggage. Wow. Well said. Um, coming together with one person is something that God is going to redeem for this next generation. And they are going to be so tired and so sick and tired of seeing all of this. No, that on. it's going to swing. It's going to swing to the other direction. Before you get there. If there's anything good about this. Patriot Gallery has a link that she wants us to play. Oh, wait. Mom, do you want us to play the Allen Keys again? She said in the chat. Maybe that's for other people to watch. Because, Mom, we played um, part of it already. We did play it already. We played it in the beginning of the show, Mom. Yeah. Uh, Barry says, men want women who are not... I don't, I don't, know what, I don't want to use these words if I don't know what they are, but he says slags. So men want purity to have as a wife, wife material. That is the fact of life. It's true. Um, let's see. Michelle... The UK is just as bad at just as bad as um, the C of E isn't putting out traditional 
Christian values because of the arch, oh, the, the Church of England, because of the Archbishop of Canterbury is all about inclusiveness. He is wrecking the Church of England. It's conservative atheists and pagans who are calling him out. Um, we stand with conservative Christians. This is why paganism is growing in the UK faster than any other religion. Yeah, because it's not real Christianity. And I'm praying for a revival of Christianity in the UK and around the world where people, because here's the thing, only Christ can set you free. Right. from all the brokennesses in the past and he can cleanse your mind he can cleanse your body he can i don't you need it for that okay. bring that up um i think we're actually kind of there's not I don't know so we did say we were going to talk about the smoke and the wildfire so we got to hit did that in the beginning when did we we did a whole, oh that uh, yeah. that was on the brighton when i'll combine it later no we did it on this show we did in the beginning yeah we talked about the smoke and in the plants and everything like that mm -hmm. okay i guess you're right i totally forgot yeah we oh did gosh. Um, but I do want to end with a funny video of a police officer who's on a slip and slide. Uh, it's like a hundred, it was like a hundred degrees in Arkansas. Oh my Just was something fun. That might be where I saw Dr. Frank. He did an event with shorts mm. and his buddy. Right here. Ready? But we got him. Let's shoot the police officer with what he's gonna try one more time. I gotta try one more time. One more time. One more time. I'm glad he did. Did he take his gun off? Here we go. I gotta do better. Lock that puppy in the car. Here we go. Get ready. Look out. Give it up. Come on. Get ready. Come get done. One, two, three. Look at him going with him all. See, most slip and slides are supposed to be on a hill. Um, but if you ain't got no hill, that's all right. So that's what life is supposed to be about, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I do have one more video that I put in the descriptions. Uh, this progressive could not um, accept that she's mo more pro-war than Tim Pool. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, this one? Mm -hmm. Okay. If the left fire. position was only opposed to war because of the circumstances of the war, then I would say the left is more pro-war and to the right of me on war. That's... I'm completely anti-war, but the war happened because Russia invaded, and now Ukraine is trying to defend so itself. Right, right. So you're anti-war. You oppose war. Yes. But you're to the right of me when it comes to Ukraine. Um, I don't think so. Do you believe that the U.S. should be su supplying and aiding the Ukrainians? I do believe so, because right, they're defending themselves. Who gets that money? The military. But they're defending themselves. Northrop Grumman, Lockheed Martin. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I'm opposed to all of that. I, I mean, look, if, You're you, the right of me on if that you believe that Russia should be able to invade Ukraine and take territory without recourse, then, I mean, that's pro-imperialism. That's not, mm -hmm. uh, and that's still no, pro-war. No, uh, yes, a is. lot of people a lot of, around the world do a lot of bad things. I don't think the U.S. should be an empire going and funding wars all over the world. We're not funding wars. We're funding the defense. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I cannot even with this lady. So it's very interesting because the question begs, Wow, where there are a lot of horrible things going on around the world. Why we don't do. we go in and there are so many people that are invading so many places. Why don't we go in and, and that's the point, lady. That's the point that we believe that we should go in and nanny state all of these places that have had bad people invade them that's what it's called to be pro-war you dumber than box of rocks lady very much dumber than box of rocks absolutely well and then here's this you can play a little bit of this uh this was uh two nights ago 
on Zelensky. Uh, he has suspended all elections. It was supposed to be for democracy, by the way. Oh, okay. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You may have found yourself wondering recently as the world slides closer to nuclear annihilation than any time in human history, why exactly are we at war with Russia? It seems like there's a pretty significant downside to this particular foreign policy decision, starting with economic collapse and ending potentially with extinction. So is there a good reason we're doing it? So many innocent young people have been killed. So many hundreds of billions of dollars have been wasted, some of them from the U.S. Treasury. So what's the point? Are we really doing this so the Biden family can repay its debts to the oligarchs who finance their beach house in Rehoboth? Are we doing it so our government can continue to lie about its illicit bio labs in Eastern Europe? So that flabby losers like Toria Newland and Tony Blinken can feel like they're doing something important with their sad, empty lives? Really? Honestly, there's got to be a better reason for waging this the most pointless war of all. What is it? Well, thankfully, we have an answer. The war against Russia, ladies and gentlemen, the war against Putin and for Ukraine is in fact a war for democracy. Watch and recall the motive. The president has said many times we're focused on what we can do to support Ukraine's effort uh, to fight for their democracy. Democracy must prevail. The Ukrainian people are fighting the fight for their democracy and in doing so for ours as well. Assisting and helping Ukraine win this fight for democracy and freedom. And of course, Ukrainian President Zelensky understand that what's at stake in Ukraine is bigger than just his nation. It is literally a battle for freedom and democracy themselves. They are showing the world what an existential fight for democracy looks like. President Zelensky and the Ukrainians have changed the course of history for the better. And we unequivocally are with the Ukrainian people in their fight to remain a sovereign democracy. Unequivocally with the Ukrainian people to remain a democracy. It's a bipartisan view. Democracy must prevail. You just heard noted democracy expert Nancy Pelosi say, the daughter of the mobbed up mayor of Baltimore. As Pelosi puts it, the Ukrainian people are fighting the fight for their democracy and for ours as well. That's right, for ours as well. Without Ukrainian democracy, in other words, we can have no democracy here. If the Ukrainians aren't free, neither are we. We must make sure they can vote in Kiev so we can continue to vote in Kansas City. It's really that simple. And yet tonight, we regret to tell you that we have a problem. It looks like they're not going to be able to vote in Kiev anymore. And no, for once, it's not Putin's fault. Democracy in Ukraine seems to be suspended by the world's foremost democracy advocate himself, Field Marshal Zelensky. Watch this. Will there be elections in the Ukraine next year? Zelensky says this is a global question. If we win, there will be. So there will be no wartime, martial law, no war. Elections should be held in peacetime when there is no war, according to the law. So when you have an election, well, he says if we win, we'll let people vote. Otherwise, no. You vote when we feel like it, because ultimately we're completely in charge and make all the rules. Your job is to obey or be punished. That's our version of self-government. Self means me. I'm the government. Now, that's not just any autocrat. That's our okay. chief. So um, the left is all about democracy until mm -hmm. Zelensky says this no This is vote. what democracy doesn't look like. No vote in Ukraine. I am your dictator, Zemi, all your money and your bombs. Here we go now. Okay, so France is on fire tonight, and we will cover that on Sunday. 
this country's on fire. So Patrick Gallery sent me another video. Hang on. Dr. Frank at 42 minutes. Let me see, Mom. Let me see if I can find it. Sometimes these bit shoot videos don't want to play. Um, wait for it. Sit there for a minute and say something. So Dr. Frank on with Zach there. Red Pill News. You know, I'm not the solution. The people are the solution. But I got to tell you, in a lot of the states I go to, for example, California, the people there are already awake because they're under the tyranny of a communist government. Or when I go to Kentucky, those people are already awake because they're under the tyranny of a Republican rhino government. And so they're awake. So a lot of the states I go to, people are already awake. But some states I go to, they are being grifted. They are being grifted right to the right to their fingernails, right to the quick of their fingernails. Um, it's embarrassing to me when I come to some of these states. And I got to just tell you, Arizona is one of them. They are everywhere I turn. Somebody is grifting these people. They're desperate for help. And people are saying, yeah, we'll help you. How much are you going to pay us? Mm. And, and that's one of the reasons why my work that I do, I don't charge for any of the work I do. I ask people to cover my travel expenses. And I always tell people I'm booked for months in advance, and that's either because I'm cheap or I'm good. I don't know when. Oh, that's really good. Oh, thank God for the work that Dr. Frank is doing. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I also want to put on your guys' radar, uh, just FYI, while we're talking about events and different things. We will be going to the Bards Fest in Kansas, and that's in late September. So just be praying about that and stay tuned for more of that if you guys want to go. Dr. Frank's going to be there. That's what made me think of that. So, um, all right. So, Leah, here's what, I, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I feel like with the ads that we do, yeah. sometimes it's a lot to do all of the ads in one show instead of really focusing on just like one awesome thing. And today I want to talk about my film because I, um, I had a conundrum this yeah. I really wanted, um, see, when I sleep, I kind of like to have this side of my body up just a little bit. If I like, I'm sleeping on my side here, or if I'm sleeping on my side here, I like to have my body propped up a little bit. Okay. So I kind of like to hold on to a pillow. Um, if I, if I'm traveling, I literally will pack my sweatshirt just so it can be that thing. Yeah. Me right. Too. Yeah. And it dawned on me, you know, what would be the most comfortable thing to, to hold on to would be my, my pillow. So I went and I, I grabbed my other pillow, my extra pillow for my, my head pillow. And I, and I, when I was holding onto that, my pillow and I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. That special fill, it's like all dimply. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just really nice. Yeah. And I was holding onto it and I was like, but my head is so uncomfortable. So now you just, I had to give up holding onto the, my pillow to put it back under my head with the pillow that I slept with for like three years because I couldn't stand sleeping with it. So they have these um, Giza Elegant My Pillows on sale right now for a wow. 4th of July special oh my gosh, for $19.98. Use promo code CHICKS depending on the size that you get. Okay. You can get the queen there. I like the lower fill. Um, that's just me. The lower or medium. I, I wouldn't go any bigger than that. That's just... My yeah, the, yeah, the fool is just too much. Is you don't need that much. I don't feel like you do. But this to me right here is I want this. I want to get this deal. 
Like I literally want to, did you, did you make it? Oh, it's not showing up. Did you make that purchase this week yet? No, I need to buy mom's slippers. I can't click on it. Wait, let me put the promo code in. Let me see. Put promo code RC in. Am I even screen sharing? I am. Okay. Let's see if this shows up because they have this awesome deal. Oh, it's gone. Shoot. No, it's not. You're, I can't. You're, it's oh, not the four clicking pack on special. It. Yeah. It was supposed to be buy. Let me, let me, let's try this. Let's go to mypillow.com without the RC and see what happens. You can still use our promo code. Um, but sometimes these deals, okay, here it is. Here it is. Okay. The queen size it's right here. So go to mypillow.com without the forward slash RC and put in promo code RC and get, it's a four pack. So you get two travel pillows of the new, um, the cooling, my pillow, my pillow is the queen size and two regular size pillows for $99.98 with the promo code. Cool. So I want to do that because I want to be able to hold on to the, my pillow and then I want to sleep with a my pillow. Okay. And then the other thing that we guys, Lee and I keep raving about these things, and I know you think we're crazy. Um, but let's go to the let's let's look for the the sandals. All right, come on, they're still on sale. Just go get the sandals. We are wearing them. Lee and I are literally wearing them every single day. When I come home, when I I like to wear my gym shoes when I'm walking dogs, right? But when I get home, I put on my, I want to put on my my pillow sandals they're yeah. squishy they're like walking on a cloud they are still on sale right now i get it and i'm not gonna blow smoke in your ear the real price of 79.98 you know that's not the real price okay they want to give you some deals but i will say that we paid i think 35 bucks or 40 bucks for them when we bought them so 1950 compared to the, the price that they were when we bought them is yeah. a steal yeah okay so i want you guys to go to mypillow.com use promo code rc and support Mike Lindell because the products are literally amazing and they cycle through all of these different sales. So if the one thing that you want isn't on sale, just wait. Yeah. Just wait and then it'll go on sale again. Right? And yeah, it looks like they've got the Giza Dream uh, bed sheets are on um, 50% off. Now so too. wait a minute. What's this um, MyPillow Topper 2.0? Is that cooling? Is it? Oh, come on, man. There it is. So they have a MyPillow mattress topper 2.0, which means that it actually has <gasps> nano coil technology. That's the same thing that's in the pillow. So it's on sale right now. Um, and mattress toppers are really expensive. I, I have a regular MyPillow mattress, mattress topper. I, I think I have the three inch. It's so awesome. Like, I love that mattress topper. So if you have a mattress, you can't afford a new mattress, just get a mattress topper. Yeah. The MyPillow mattress topper. So they're on sale right now, too. So um, cannot, cannot endorse Mike Lindell and MyPillow enough because the products are are quite amazing. However, that, look at that. Go scroll back up. You can get the two the two inch mattress topper, a bucks. twin size for 90 bu 99 bucks. You can't get that anywhere else for that price. It's 50% off. Such a yep. great deal. Okay. All right. So. Leah did a phenomenal video today. Patriot Gallery's uploaded it everywhere. I want you guys to go check it out. It was really good. This week we've been doing videos on our building of gates. Um, we've done. I had a some... word from God. The power of God hit me really strongly today, guys, uh, about eternity. So please go watch that. What about the video that we did for our Bright on Sunday show? I don't. It's just all powerful. Everything's so never... good. We that one was on. Um... It was supposed to be about like women in ministry, but it ended up I being think. redeeming. In oh, uh, you want to be on camera? Redeeming Eden. You do. do. Redeeming Eden and going back and 
Why how we live we live now we're supposed to be redeeming we'll all this, take the, the parts w. of the fall yeah. so yeah you please wet. go check that you're out because it was really powerful you're wet okay yes we're going we are going. We, you need to go, UT? We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. Did Patriot Gower do any videos this week? Even if she didn't, go back and watch the ones that she's done recently because they're all really, really good. All right. We'll see you guys on Sunday for our World News Program, 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. And then again on Wednesday for Revelation Red Pill well, we Wednesday. Then, just kidding. That'll be a rerun. Yeah, we'll one see. of the ones we did this week. We're going to do week. a rerun. That's right. That's right. But you could still tune in and join with other people. Yes, right? please do. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys next time. God bless. I was cold all alone. No place for home every day. So afraid. But you called my name. Turned my eyes.